going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Filming Files. It's your boy Zebby, aka Road Jet Lifer, and I'm with my guy Ish, aka Izzy DMV. Hey, and we're joined by a, a very special guest today. Uh, some may say uh, a local celebrity, others may say somebody with really, really long dreads. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my guy uh, Omar, say what's up to him. How you guys doing, man? Happy uh, to be here. All right, all right. Thank you for coming you through. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tonight. Yes, sir. We're glad to have you, bro. Um, my bad. Do you also want to plug your uh, social media or anything? Uh, yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Omar Fourth Quarter. That's O M A R Four T H Q T R. If you guys are interested in my businesses, they're both plugged into my bio. So check it out. Hey. So today is May 11th, Tuesday night. Back in the stew um, This is episode 28 Saeed already told me beforehand So I wasn't confused <laughs> um, But yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to see If we could just leave The music rocking While we do it Okay Let's that's see. straight That's straight yeah, just We trying it. something new Yeah I think we talked About that last night right Yeah 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 We good We good with right, that Perfect perfect So I should ask you first I like the What's vibes. up uh, About if we should do that Oh no no It's all good bro So um, yeah we got a We got a pretty special show um, Planned out So we got um, Omar here we're going to uh, get into an interview with him. Um, if you don't know, he's a, a local entrepreneur in the DMV area. Yes. Um, and we won't, we won't get into too much detail in the, uh, in the intro. But um, other than that, we got a couple of things for NFL, a few things for the NBA. And then we got a, a special NFT thing to do at the end with Saeed. Um, Saeed, say what's up to him. Saeed, we didn't what's even... What's going on, guys? We hey, got, we got the, the mics in. Yeah, we got more sure. mics in. So Saeed is in there while we're uh, doing this thing, too. Yo, do you want an official intro too, bro? I'm chilling. Nah, like every episode, <laughs> we're just going because it's like Zebby and then Izzy and then it's just quiet. It's crickets for Saeed. Come like, on, bro. I'm, I'm like coach, you know, I'm in the back. <laughs> all, right, all right, no problem, bro. Behind that's how you want it, bro. That's how we're going to keep it, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, And then I guess uh, after that, we good, right? We, that's the NFTs. Do we have sports card stuff or no? Uh, I mean, I could give some insight into the sports car world. All right, bet. So um, we got a pretty packed podcast today, um, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Um, before we get into it, how you guys been? I've, I've been chilling, bro. Chilling, you good? Bro. Yeah. Saeed doing all right? Yep. Me and Saeed was chilling today. How you been, Omar? I'm good, man. I can't complain. Everything good? Family's good? Everybody's good. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I'm glad Alhamdulillah. to hear it, bro. We're talking about we're talking about The Sopranos and The Wire. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I, already, I already knew it was going to be a great episode just based on that combo. <laughs> we got down here. It was like we were doing a podcast before it started. Yeah. I love it. All right, guys. Anything? Um, oh, yeah. We're not going to do every, anything you've been listening to, Ramazan. How's your Ramazan been, Omar? We did everybody in the room. Very good. Very good. Very busy. Um, today, I actually... Um, I uh, gave out some free food, free clothes, hey. hygiene, uh, hygienics uh, to the less fortunate. I mean, it was anybody really, you know, nice. I was out there for about three hours. Uh, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, That's what's up, know, bro. Uh, shout out to uh, District Chicken and Gyro for uh, supporting the platters, uh, mm-hmm. True Culture for the clothing. And the I love that, bro. obviously for setting it up. I love that. That's great. You. All that. That's, That's great, dope. bro. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's blessings, bro. That's Especially awesome. in this holy month of Ramadan, bro. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Especially the last ten days too. Yeah, Finishing exactly. strong, yeah. Yep, yes, sir. Everything. Leaning forward. Yes, Fourth sir. quarter on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right. Um, so you did that in DC, right? Yeah. What, yep. what what area was that around? It was Adams Morgan. Adams Morgan. Yeah, it was nice. on the corner of uh, Columbia and Adams Mills. Yeah, that area is pretty busy. It I, is, I haven't yeah. been there in a long time. 
Um, just that last time I went to the basement was probably my first time in years, bro. Yeah. Um, it's a few months ago, I guess now, a couple yeah, months already. I mean, especially with COVID, things changed big time because that used to be like the party bar spot. But now, I mean, where I'm at specifically, it's a little more family-ish. You see a lot of like family restaurants, things like that. Uh, but especially, well, I'm there in the daytime, so it's a little different. But, you know, it's cool. I love that place, honestly. Uh, it's never a boring day there. I'll tell you that much. All uh, right. I like it, bro. That, that keeps you busy. Yeah, definitely. So um, the bars and the and the, uh, the nightlife there being shut down, is that, I guess, affecting how things are like in terms of like um, the economy locally in that area? Do you um, see a lot of that? Are you in t- are you in tune with that? I guess because you don't live there, I don't know. I mean, well, I'm sure I, you hear I mean, what's going on. I would assume so. Uh, when I got there, um, there was a lot of vacant places for lease. A lot on mm. 18th Street on Columbia. I'm on Columbia. 18th is where like all the real bars are. But I mean, there's still there's a lot of vacant properties open. Uh-huh. You know, so yeah, I, I, w- I would say so for sure. Yeah, I mean that's a. Uh, I saw that a lot in the mall too, um, as you guys know. I work I work in um, in the the mall in Tyson's Corner, Tyson's Corner Center, and so many stores either shut down or you can just see um, things just changing, like their whole system changing, barely being open, stuff like that. You got you check out the new spot Grandeur yet? Is that by no. Nordstrom? Yeah, yeah. I saw it today. I actually yeah, went inside today. Spot. Oh, for real? Nice. Yeah. Is, that, is that upstairs or downstairs? I didn't. I, I walked through the mall the other day. It's I upstairs. I haven't been there. I haven't been there yet. It's upstairs next to the Nordstrom. Yeah. Okay. What is that store? It's uh, it's like a buy sell trade sneaker spot. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think there's one on the other end of the there's mall blessed too. Last as well. So things might get spicy in that mall, man. So yeah. Someone call Paul Blart or something. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Nah, but. You know, there's one store at Tyson's. They sell nothing but fake stuff. You know what I'm talking about? It's all the fake jerseys and everything they got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot the name of it. I'm not not gonna say the name, bro, because I'm just not trying to do that. But I went went in there the other day, and um, they had like Crenshaw shirts and so I'm like, I know this can't be officially licensed merchandise, so I had to go in and check. And sure enough, it had some random name on the tag. It didn't seem like this is what came out of. at a Nipsey store or whatever, but I, then again, I don't know exactly the layout of that. So bro, they had like Bugs Bunny jerseys and stuff. That, I'm like, come on! But bro. you know what's crazy? What's when I saw the Looney Tunes stuff, I was like, I know this can't be officially <laughs> licensed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, oh, and I'm gonna tell you what it wasn't. It, it didn't seem like it was at least. Um, but it's bringing a bad look to that do, area, man, bro. I guess. Yeah. Nah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I respect the hustle, but I just feel like being um, a business owner there for somebody. Yeah, because like. Not too far from me, people are selling like, bro. I'm telling you, they're selling fake, um, you know, like the phone cases, right. and it'll be like fake designer and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, the, the Louis store is five feet away from y'all. <laughs> y'all just sell yeah. fake Louis because I know that's not. A, I had to check to make sure it's officially licensed merchandise. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but I didn't actually put it on my phone. But I just walked by and look, and I'm like, yo, this this is obviously Fugazi. Yeah, and they the had key- the masks. They had to fake me out. You know what I'm saying? Like different Louis, different Louis logos, masks, mask and is stuff it like a kiosk that. Kiosk or is it? Yeah, the little own? carts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. okay. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, but still, like, when you, I know, I guess I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of it, but when you pay a certain amount for rent and a, and you're expecting a certain clientele, right, certain standard. And, yeah, and you see things shifting in another direction that's not really catered to the niche that you have built your business around. It can become frustrating. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. Um, Especially if you're like in that business too. Like, if I was doing like buy sell trade sneakers. And I know there's a shop that's fake. Then it's kind of gonna make my shop look fake. Like, yeah, we're not the same company or whatever. But it's like 
people are just gonna have that association. You know what I'm saying? People that's like more casual and don't right. know sneakers like that, mm-hmm. they're just gonna have that association. Yeah. So, like, if this is fake, what's that? yeah? How do I know yeah, this exactly. is real? Type situation. Exactly. Yeah, sense. man. Um, it's a little frustrating, but. Sorry to get into that. I, don't know. I just had to it's vent to y'all good, real man. quick. You know, it's what I do on the pod. As you know, you're a listener of the pod, man. Sure, man. Shout out to my man Omar for, <laughs> yeah, for man. always tuning into the pod, yeah, shooting yeah, me texts, everything, bro. I appreciate that. He's bro. a film room junkie. Hey, sure, for sure. yo, we gotta come <laughs> up with the, we gotta come up with a cool name for the for the listeners. Film room junkie. Film room junkie. Yeah, but I feel like because there's a sports junkies already. That's another forget sports them thing. guys. Nah, <laughs> I got beef chill. with them. Where's the gunshot? No, 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 chill, chill, chill. Because you know I listen to the junkies every morning. Can't do that to me, bro. Since I was a kid. Why don't you tell them the story when you heard my name on the uh, on? The oh yeah, yeah. Yo, you know what? That, that's crazy because um, you were um. Actually, I was I was just driving right, and I was listening to it. And there's this guy that used to be on the show, Awad, who's like A-Wad, a younger, yeah. younger dude who was like more um, in tune with. I guess I might even say he was in tune with stuff because when I listened to the show, they used to just really rag on him a lot, and he was kind of like the butt of the jokes. But that's kind of how it's always been on that show with like interns and the younger guys. So um, they w- they would definitely have a lot of fun with him. Oh, oh, the, the beat. That, that, that the beat? Oh, I thought yeah. somebody's cell phone. I was like, yo, <laughs> phone going off. Ringtone type beat. Yeah, let me turn that down. That's something new. Sorry. Um, so, and it threw me off. Oh, yeah. So I was driving. I was listening. AY was talking about it. He was like, yeah, um, there's a new store that opened up called Juice. A lot of the athletes been going there. So um, he's like, I'm psyched. I'm about to do a podcast there. So I think or I think he said he already did the podcast there. Right. So he was mentioning the, you know, the whole process about how he wanted to try on shoes, but he wasn't allowed to and everything like that. I was like, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was laughing. I was like, damn, that's so crazy because I've, I've been listening to this show since... I was probably like 14, bro. I was listening to that probably like 10, 15 years with my uncle going back in the days when I would go to work with him. Um, and then uh, I just heard I heard, I heard them talking about you and your store. I was like, dang, man, blessings. Blessings. I loved yeah, it, man. Was, I was so psyched. I couldn't wait. Cool, man. I never right. tuned into his podcast, but I had to tune in for that podcast because I was like, yo, <laughs> yeah, we got to yeah, just yeah. see what's going on. But we on the best podcast right now. You know? hey, hey, I appreciate that, man. man. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. But anything you guys want to touch base on before we roll into the interview? or uh? Let me just say this, because I'll show my wife this. Nobody smokes a cigar like Tony Soprano, bro. The way he <laughs> oh, smokes a cigar, bro, he be saying so much without saying nothing. Like, yeah. I don't know how he does. Who, the actor that played him, I feel James like... Gandolfini. Rest in peace. Yeah, there's only, peace. like, only like three or four actors in the world that could probably, like, compete with him. Because he's, like, in that show, he's never off. Like, he's always there. Like, you believe that's Tony Soprano the whole entire time. Right, right, exactly. You know what's crazy? When I was watching that, um, the way he would have the cigar or smoke the cigar, it it would, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, man, like, he makes a cigar look so good. Yeah. Like, it's like I kind of want a cigar right now. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a natural actor. Rest in peace, man. One of my favorite actors. Definitely one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you guys are new to listening to our show, we actually uh, are big fans of The Sopranos, so we always weave that in. Yeah, we always put in references. Yeah, I've, I've always said hands down, it's the best show. Impromptu, real quick. You ready to do like a quick, what's your favorite top five shows? And not in any order, just throw top five let's out there. All right, it. let's go. So um, let's, let's hear it. What's, what's your top right, five? Well, I'll rank it. Number one, uh, The Wire. Mm-hmm. The Wire? Yeah. All right. Wire. All right. We're going to go back to that. Yeah. But the other rest, I can't really rank. That's fine. I'll go... Sopranos. Um, 
Um, Sopranos, I like that. I would put that number one. <laughs> Low key, I this did. is a random one. Oz, same creator as uh, The Wire, uh, David Simon. That was a really good one. It's an old one in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what else we got? Uh, you can move around Netflix, HBO, just something you saw Even sitcoms up. or something. Right now. Yeah. I'm blanking a bit. Um, it's definitely HBO ones. HBO has the best shows. Are you a Game of Thrones guy? Game of Thrones. I'll throw that in there. I'll throw that in there. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I don't do you know. do Hulu, Amazon, any of those? I, I do it all. I do it all. All right. All right. Have you ever Have you ever seen um, Handmaid's Tale? I haven't. It's definitely a gangster show, though. I'll give you that. Um, Warwalk Empire is really good. I like that one a lot. Uh, that's a great show. Yeah, that's, a good yeah show. that's 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 definitely on my top. The only reason why I don't put The Wire in my list, bro, I'm gonna keep it real with you, is because I didn't really like that last season. The whole serial killer, like to keep the budget going. Like, yeah. I feel like they just kind of like do that together, like sloppily, and just to I, make another I, season. I feel like in the show, they did that to show how the, the justice system is. In times, but also how McNulty was truly the good guy at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But he had to be a bad guy to make things work in a way. That's how I felt. That's how I received it, at least. You get All what right. I'm saying? I respect that. I might have to yeah. give it another watch. I think I've, I've been through The Wire twice. I mean, a lot of a lot of people put The Wire up there always as, like, top two. At least top Whenever, like, I ask anybody about their favorite TV shows, The Wire is always up there. It's, it's the most accurate depiction of... The street, you know, yeah, especially in that, that time, playing, the clothes that they're wearing. I mean, they brought in a lot of locals, like uh, Snoop. She's from uh, Baltimore. Yeah, she uh, she actually got hemmed the, up. I, I want to say not too long ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, selling heroin, which is yeah, crazy. Uh, she was wow, like, she's in a drug ring, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly yeah. You know I'm saying we're on we're on uh, we're on air right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the big dude, Proposition Joe. Uh, rest in peace to him. He actually passed away, but uh, he was from Baltimore too. Rest in peace. Uh, I, I didn't know that. Yep. Rest in peace. Um. Dang man, that, that's the only oh, thing about the thing. Everyone calls me Omar because of Omar, man. Oh, <laughs> Omar with the shotgun, yeah, with the shoddy. Yo, that man is an HBO legend. He the is. actor that plays yeah, him, he's been in a lot of good shows. Yeah, he was also Chalky he's, White, Chalky yeah. White, uh, and ha- the Night of. The night he was of. in the, the Night of. of. That was a yeah. good. That was a good one. Jeez. He's been in a lot of good yeah. stuff, and he's, he's in a new joint. There's a new show with him on. It's like that sci-fi joint. What is it called? What is it, Sif? He was in The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, in, he was oh, in yeah, The Sopranos with Jackie for Jr. a second. Yeah. yeah, Jackie Jr. He did a little he cameo. He was in uh, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's where he was laying low at. kid playing chess. chess. Yeah. yeah. Good pickups, Steph, yeah. That was a good one. That was actually a really good wholesome scene, too. Very. Between uh, uh, Jackie's son and... Um, with the little girl. The little girl, yeah. yeah. And the metaphors that they do in there with, with the, the chess. chess. yeah. Crazy. Dog, that show got you know, so they're, many they're layers. They're actually making a spinoff, or not a spinoff, but they're making something. Uh, I think uh, a movie. They're making a movie with James Gandolfini's son of something, but it, it takes place uh, when they're younger. The Saints of Newark, yeah. The Saints yeah. of Newark, yeah. Yeah. So you know it, what it's about? It, it's got Chris Maltesanti's dad, Dicky Maltesanti, in there. It's about the nineteen sixty something New Jersey riots with the African Americans. Yeah, and the Italians. Well, yeah. It takes place in that time, at least. Yeah, I wasn't hip to that. Yeah, That's I mean, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, because. The Gandolfini's son plays him. What other show was he on that we were just talking about? Ooh, his son? Yeah. The Deuce. The Deuce, yeah. Oh, was he, he in he, there? Yeah, he yeah. was um 
that was the son. Yeah, the kid, yeah. the main dude's nephew the dude or something. Got caught from the truck inside it. Well, I don't want to ruin it, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Wow. Uh, that was that was um yeah. that was crazy. You got to check that out. Give it a chance at least. It's it's the not deuce? like it's not yeah. like other okay. shows. It's but very dark. Um, it's not like. But you're like looking at someone that loves the dark shit. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but, I love the dark shit. But it's more like um, Handmaid's Tale, so, but not as not as dark as Handmaid's Tale. Um, have you seen that? I don't know if I've Him, Yeah, we were just watching it, the All new right, season. Nice. Oh, I haven't even started the new season. Yeah. Me and Saeed, we got to get on that. I think, I think why it's dark is uh, David Simon does a good job of being brutally honest. Like, for example, The Wire or this. This, this, goes, this touches about... Um, yeah, uh, Times Square before it was Times Square, and they would call it the Deuce, mm-hmm. where pornography got big and uh, pr- uh, prostitution was a big game back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like certain uh, American times of you know. Uh, oh. He's just brutally honest with the certain times, whether it was dark or not. You know, what year is it based in? Uh, so there's, one se- there's three seasons. One's about the seventies. Or late 60s. Maybe it's one. It takes five years each. So one early 70s, one late 70s, one early 80s, I think. Okay, yeah, that's okay. What it is. And then, yeah. yeah go, I, I got it. into that. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably I had, like it. I had to get into that because of Method Man. Oh, Method yeah, Man's Method in there? Method Man's in there. No yeah. way. Yeah, he had a sick part in that. Um, but yeah, that was. Did you finish it? Yeah, I finished yeah, it. Yeah, it, 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 I it like I'm not going to lie. You'd like the ending? I, I mean, was it was sad. I, I, I felt like it was kind of like anticlimactic a little bit. Yeah, I watched it a little bit. I don't know. That's why it's not like up there. And three seasons was like not enough for me to really take in a show. Right. Yeah. I like I like long shows. I always get sad when shows end though. Yeah. 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 It, that, that's how you know it really resonated with you. Right. Boardwalk was. Boardwalk. Boardwalk's boardwalk. ending. I don't want to ruin it for the listeners, but now if they haven't watched Boardwalk by now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but, but it's boor- a great yeah. ending though. Yeah. The, that's why I put Boardwalk Empire actually um, ahead of Peaky Blinders. Cause you Dude, know, every- I haven't I, I haven't gotten it. It's hard to get into that for me. I, I always stop at that first episode. But I heard Fargo's really good too. E- everyone says that about Peaky Blinders. Safia said the same thing and fell in love with the show. She probably seen the first episode four or five times. Didn't like it no matter what. Like people convinced her to start it again. Right. It's one of those shows you got to get past the first episode. It was good. I guess I know what I'm watching tonight. Uh, another <laughs> another show that I thought like it was like that. You have to get past the first episode. Marco Polo. Have you seen that? That, that, I've nah. seen it on Netflix, the thumbnail on Netflix. That's more of like a um it's it's back in like the uh days of the Mongols. Right. I think it was like Kublai Khan right. and Marco Polo and how like he comes into his kingdom and and then like just his experiences during that time. But that was another um that was a show that got cancelled by Netflix because uh, I think the budget was just crazy. It was the most expensive show they made. Yeah, I was just about to say I think they dropped the bag on that whole show. They did. Like they did. over a hundred million. Bro, I'm telling you, million? Yeah. I'm telling you, it was it was a good show, and then they also had like a little um like mini movie that was like a, a prequel type of thing that comes in the middle of like like before season two. So it's like season one, then you gotta watch that little mini movie and then get into season two. Right. I thought that was nice. If you like that kind of like um, throwback type of times like stuff, you can give that a shot too. It's good action. You know, I always figured old older movies and shows costed more on me because i'd always wonder like where are they getting these old school cars from or how are they making the stores look old yeah i mean and also you got to pay the cgi yeah it's, it's well, the sets i'm sure they go on like they, they create the sets and stuff right. like yeah that. so that's speaking about big budgets i just learned that when the sopranos first started it was a uh, two million an episode two to four million an episode and then eventually uh once the show got bigger i think after season two it ended up being like 100 mil uh, a whole season a sure hundred million was expensive. Yeah, with the, as many characters as they had, exactly. the time setting, the exactly. 
the all the costume that you gotta do, the makeup, all the, yeah, bro, the White Walkers and shit. How'd you guys feel about Breaking Bad? Oh, I love that. I love, I love that Breaking one. Bad. I actually really like Saul, uh, Better Call Saul too, though. I I I I never finished it, but I really liked it. But you know, you know, uh, the creator of those, um, Vince Gilligan, he can, right? He he can have some bland episodes, but I, I just like his style, though. Bro, like you know who I loved is um. My favorite character was Gustavo Frame. Yeah, he's a he's a G. He was he's such a, a good villain. Very like, good. One of the best villains I've ever seen on For TV. Sure. I used to like the two hitmen though. Oh like yeah, boots. bro, they yeah. would creep me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they went after uh, what's his name, his brother-in-law, Breaking that one Bad? scene. Yeah, that's Breaking That was Bad. such a good it's scene. It's been so long since I watched it though, and I have a problem. Like when I watch a movie or a show, I'll completely forget it. So if I rewatch mm. it, it's like watching it again. Yeah, oh, that's I didn't like Breaking Bad like that. I gave it like a re- like I really ranked it high because f- I watched it that one time right when it came out, and then after I watched like a lot of other shows and I got more into like different stuff, I couldn't put it up there with the best, bro. I couldn't. I don't know why. Like I had to put. I mean, Sopranos. I, I watched late, and then also, um, like with the Sopranos, I felt like it was one of these things where as I watched it more and more, I got more stuff because it was such a deep show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, they had, like you said, it had so many layers that I built this appreciation for it, and then I started looking for that in other shows, and I've only found it in in like Boardwalk Empire was another one, right? Yeah, um, and shows like. But I will say with Boardwalk, there was one season that was kind of weak. I forgot which. I think it was the second to last one that was kind of weak. Think, there was one season that was. I think really it was all the. Build, I think the last two seasons were a build up for that last scene, like you know what right, I'm saying, that right, final yeah. situation. I was kind of, I you know, for the longest I thought. Uh, um, his little intern guy, his driver. Initially, I thought he was the main character for the like, or like, like you know, like some shows have more than one main character. Yeah, I thought he was one of those dudes who's gonna, you know, but but yeah, gangster gangster TV shows. Those are my absolute favorite. Yeah, but let me ask you guys a question. What's your favorite character? Name some favorite characters on The Sopranos. Favorite characters. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? I love Uncle June. Oh, Yo, I love him. He's my fa- he's one of my favorites. I've grown to really like him after uh, the rewatch. Rewatch, yeah. Because yeah. his one liners are the it. best. Yeah. His one liners <laughs> are the, the best. Way, the way, he, yeah. His the way he just talks, I love it. Yeah, um, he, he can complain. Nice. I used to, you know, during my first watch, I really liked Paulie, but now that I'm rewatching it, I don't like him no yeah. more. Paulie Walnuts. Yeah, Paulie. I was Walnuts. the same way, Chris especially cool. as you learn about like the details about Paulie. Right. Yeah, Johnny but, Sachs is one of my favorite. Yeah, I, I felt like Johnny Sack was kind of a bitch. I hated nah, Ralph he, so much. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Ralphie. Ralph. But some, you know, he's this guy's a ki- quiet character. But I loved Bobby Bacliari a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I was sad when he, you know. Yeah, bro, he was such a great <laughs> Bacala. character. Bacala, Bacala, yeah, Bacala, yeah, Bacala, yeah, that was my guy. No, that's bro. his full name though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, Bacalari. Um, I thought, uh, I thought, like, of course, Tony is like so amazing. But then, like, when you go back to talking about Ralph. You really hate him so much because the actor did such a great job. Yeah, exactly. Right? If you so, hate a character, they did a great job. Actor. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing with the son. I couldn't stand his ass. AJ. AJ. Yeah. AJ. But <laughs> he had one of the saddest scenes I've ever seen on TV. When he was older. When he um, yeah, when he tried to yeah. kill himself. Yeah. That was one of the sa- that that felt too real. There was that scene and then the rape scene. I can't watch those scenes because it feels too real. Yeah. Like during my rewatch, I skipped that rape scene because I was like, "I'm not right." I think I did too. too. Yeah, it's too real. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, But that's just the ultimate 
ultimate show. Another thing I loved about it is how they brought in a lot of like classic gangsters from old movies and shows, like from Goodfellas or uh, yeah, like, uh, oh, Uncle June's and uh, Godfather. Yeah, um, you know that was pretty nice. And and the thing yeah. about um about that actor, I don't think he ever had any. Like he didn't go to any type of like theater school or anything yeah. like that or art school. He actually didn't have really a significant role after The Godfather, so he was kind of just hanging around. And then The Sopranos kind of thing, and I think he was at like seventy years old at that time. Bro, he does so it's crazy. Did and you pa- know Uncle Polly or Polly was supposed to be Uncle June? Yeah, or he at least tried out for him. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. They, they didn't. He didn't get the role, but they still needed him on the show. Yeah, and he had one condition. That you don't make me turn into a rat at the end of the show. Yeah, because he was a real like real gangster. Yep, he and, was in it for real, for real. And you know what's funny? In he used life. to harass. He used to harass the writers on set and be like, "Yo, don't kill me off. Whatever you do, don't kill me off. Don't kill me <laughs> yeah, off." What a hustler, bro! <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yo, he's such a hustler. Bro. Yeah, he's I love like, it. "You better not kill me off, or it's gonna laugh. be trouble." I love this laugh for some reason. The yeah, little, the little chuckle. <laughs> Yo, Tony hilarious. said, "Yo, have you ever got that check? You yeah, might have yeah, like Tourette. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you got killed me. No, what? Go ahead, Safia said. Safia, Safia, jumping in. Yeah, wait. Let me get into this. Right, Uncle June was also uh, a character in Boardwalk. Do with the same oh line. yeah, he oh, was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, yeah uh, season three, season I had four. To just throw yeah. that in there. And, I'm good now. I'm good. And then he actually <laughs> ended up being a really significant character right, near the right. end because yeah. he got the girl caught yeah. up. Jimmy's yeah. mom. mom was. You know, oh, she was about it. another one. But you know what it is, bro? Like her acting again, so right. great. And but then, then you understood why she was the way she was. It's the psycho- like, yeah, bro. It's psychologically after going through what she went through. Yeah. Well, you know, how else, you know, yeah. it's, you're going to yeah. be a sicko. You know what I'm saying? And what's um, what's sicker is like that was that was almost acceptable when, back when then. When she went day. to the mental yeah. institution, you remember that? Yeah. Oh, but man. That, that was crazy. Yo, we're, we're doing the, um, the good old days bit, though. I should I should keep us rolling into the interview because we about thirty minutes into the intro <laughs> and we talking about shows people probably don't even know. About. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that was a good talk. Anything else you guys want to add before we, we keep it rolling? No, we, we can get into it. All right, all right, let's let's um let's get right into the interview then. All right, so um, again, like I had said before, uh, we got my man Omar with us. Sure. Omar's got a, a couple of things going on. He's a local entrepreneur in the area. But you know what? I'm going to let you go ahead and do it. Um, why don't you give us a little background on yourself and tell our audience who you are? Well, uh, born and raised in Virginia. Um, started off, um, you know, I wasn't the most promising student. I actually uh, never finished high school. Uh, didn't really get good grades. Didn't really, you know, have the brightest future, things like that. Um Ended up getting a GED, ended up one day, you know, just bounce from job to job. But uh, getting the GED, I remember there was a uh, program in uh, Nova, which is a community college. They help you, f- you do a little program and they help you get lock in an internship with uh, participating um, companies. And I had got Capital One, which is one of the biggest companies you can, you can get especially in that program and uh, that was probably like the only time I really like focused and actually had ambition things like that um so I locked that in killed it I didn't know a thing about computers I probably still don't you know what I'm saying but it's more so people skills and how you you know show up your attitude and things like that so I got into IT did that for about two years but I, I honestly I hated it you know I was living in Alexandria living my personal life 
showing up late every day, kind of hated it being micromanaged. And I just realized, man, Capital like, One. Yeah, mm. I just realized, man, this I can't do this for forty more years. This is gonna kill me. You know what I'm you saying? Know, it's crazy you say that because I, I thought Capital One had like a really good. Um, I don't like an environment for working That's and stuff like that. They do. They have one of the best benefits, everything. I mean, they have fucking nap pods. And, and they had nap pods. They you were telling me about that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, granted, if you finished or something, you know, not everyone can do that. But you could actually take a nap if you wanted to. I mean, they had a two-floor two gym. Mm. Uh, they spent, like, what, some billion on the next building and all that stuff. They had, like, five locations. You, you were in Tyson's, right? Tyson's at the headquarters, oh. yeah. But I interned. In the Richmond location, which was a campus where, I mean, you know, there was a great company. You had bikes you could pick up and, and ride to the next building, umbrellas, eight cafeterias. All, I mean, they had the whole nine, right? But it was just something in me. It was just like, man, this isn't for me, you know? And, you know, Zabby, you know me. I, I'm an abstract guy. I've always been, you know? So I just I just knew it wasn't for me. I remember I had a... Uh, I've always been in the fashion and I was been a... Been, I've always been a big sneakerhead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Facebook days with the with the Facebook groups, standing in line at Potomac Mills waiting for some Jordans and all that stuff. Um, one day was someone was like, yo, like, you know, you see cool kicks, you see all this and that. He was like, yo, why don't you get into sneakers? Like, you're the freshest. I wouldn't say freshest, but that's what he said. You're like, you're, you're the most knowledgeable, freshest sneaker guy I know. So, it, so it, just about sneaker stuff, like... You were buying them and you were I was just collecting them. them? I was just rocking them. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so you weren't flipping them just yet? In high school, I was. I was doing it here and there, and I gave that up. I gave, you know, so I, but I was just, you know, into fashion, so I was just doing that personally. It's, it's crazy because when you mentioned, um, when you mentioned uh, high school, right? Um, I remember back then, like, I used to want to want to skip. And any any day I wanted to skip and I couldn't find nobody to chill with, I would hit you up, <laughs> and I, I, I would look for, I would literally yeah, look for you, you in the hallways. I didn't care about school, yeah, I would look for you in the hallways. I'm like, yo, I know someone who's down to skip right now. He's <laughs> definitely home. While my mom is sitting here looking at me like, aha, aha. No, but um, yeah, I remember that. So, and then we would just be some degenerates. We would leave, go to um. Do you remember we watched the um the Blind Side? Yeah, I and do. we left so early. The movie theaters weren't even open yet, yeah, and we wow. were just hanging walking we were, around we were, with the older people. Yeah, in the mall, <laughs> the older people would walk around. Yeah, yo, you ever been in the mall? You see the older people, bro? They would come in early before the mall opens with their fanny Exer- packs because they exercise. Exercise. Had those That's sketch- their exercise. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I remember that. I remember those days. We would be chilling often, and. uh I knew that that day, if I wanted to skip, I'll chill with Omar. We won't watch The Blind Side, which was like our first. Like, we used to watch sports together. We watched a lot of fights. Um, we, I don't know if you remember that. We watched a lot of MMA and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, but then that was like our first, like, sports thing, like, where we just went out to do something. I guess it didn't really revolve around sports, but that's when I really knew, like, you were into other sports besides just yeah, I MMA. Yeah, I remember being a Giants fan, a Yankees fan, a New York guy, and I was the D.C. guy. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely Homer. Um, and then, actually, um, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, I got sidetracked with the school thing. I wanted to mention that. Um, and I guess you were kind of getting into that, too. Um, what made you decide to step away from kind of what you had going on um, at Capital One and, and start your own thing? Well, you know, I just, you know, obviously everybody wants to be their own boss. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, all that stuff. But was, uh, it the, was it the sneakers? Like, was that the start of it? Yeah, it was the guy. It was my friend just saying, like, why don't you start your own reselling page? Start off as a reselling page. I uh, started off with the collection I had in my own closet. At the time, I was making good money at Capital One, and every Thursday, I would cop a bunch of Supreme personally. I mean, I had, like, mm. a lot of Supreme stuff. 
What yeah, year was go- this around? 2018. 2018. Okay. Uh, so this is where it gets cr- a little crazier. Uh, I just wanted to mention, like, when I seen you, bro, like, I'll see you from time to time or I'll right. see you on social. I'll be like, yo, my man Omar is living, bro. Yeah, I, yo, my man is fresh to year. death, bro. Like, I'm telling you, every time I'll see you, I was like, man, my guy is looking. Yo, is he a rapper, bro? Looking, <laughs> I swear to God, bro, like, he is looking clean every time I see him, bro. Yeah. Uh, I loved it, bro. I'm not going to lie. I, I was admiring you from a distance, bro. Like, I know, like, in those days, we were all very busy, especially. We still very busy. Yeah, I, I didn't really see you a whole lot. Um, Actually, I would say after high school, right? Like, after yeah. high school, yeah. I, I got into full-time just right. slamming stuff Time like that step it up at that yeah point, ab- absolutely know? um and then uh i just was follow you online i was i just wanted to mention like yo, my man omar yeah, always fresh know. clean <laughs> copping the supreme every uh every thursday yeah every thursday I, I would be one of those guys trying to get online and it just too it's late sold out yeah <laughs> so how did, how did you get everything uh so there's a this there's, there's obviously like a couple methods there was like the bots i never really got into the bots i would I would do what people call just manually. Just do it yourself. I would use Chrome. Mm. Auto save my credit info. Just click, 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 bow. And I'll be at Capital One doing it. And the internet was really good. I was turning off firewalls. Like, you know, do all the proxy <laughs> settings you got to do and shit. So, but I mean, I wouldn't cop like five things. I would just do like one or two pieces max. Yeah. But every Thursday, that was good enough. You know? hey, especially, especially in that time, like Supreme wasn't as easy to get as it is right now. Like right, right now, I feel like you can get Supreme no problem. Yeah. Back then, I feel like it was really tough. I feel tough. like Supreme fell off a little bit. That's just a personal opinion. I, I think that has to do with its its um availability, right? Maybe. Sometimes when you want something, you can't get it. It makes you want it more. Yeah. Like that's how it is right now in the watch world. I'm seeing that a lot with Rolexes. You just can't get them. Like if you go to the store and try to get a new one, they'll literally laugh you out of the store. Like, you don't know. That's how I know you're not a Rolex customer. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. And then you got to turn to the gray market and buy a brand new pre-owned rolex it's pre-owned but unworn you know what i'm saying exactly. because somebody went to the store copped it right when it dropped and now instead of paying um 9700 you got to pay sixteen thousand. it's crazy bro exactly. you all know, steel no gold you know what's crazy about like that whole culture is like when i was looking into it like back then like around like 2017 2018 when you was doing what you were doing bots back then used to only be like two thousand dollars like the ones that are like high only? level functioning God, only two thousand what it is right now and now, Damn, now what is it? What is it? What's the going rate for a bot? Now, if you want something that hits, plus getting the right setup with it, like having a server, having all these proxies, all, all these little things that you need, is probably you got to drop at least ten thousand. Yeah, at least like 10. eight, eight to ten thousand. You could drop less if you want, but I mean, you're not gonna hit consistently, right? And you know, and and websites and stuff, they they tweak it up to where the same bot wouldn't hit over and over. So. You'd have to buy probably like two or three and switch Facts. it up every time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it, sometimes it, it wouldn't even be worth it. That's why yeah. I, mean, I truly never got into it. I would do a thing where I would pay for a slot mm-hmm. for someone who has a bunch of bots and they'll run them for you. And then you just pay after success. Mm-hmm. So if you hit, you just pay them. Yeah. 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 But I know that we're, like people think like, like I always see with sneakerheads, they're like, man, should I just take the L and just cop a bot or whatever? And it's like, it's not what people think it is. Like, it's really like, it's a grind just to even run that shit. So, you so know? Um, just real quick for our listeners, just let's, let's let them know what a bot is. Who wants to take that? So, so a bot is pretty much like an automated software. It pretty much handles the checkout process for you. And it pretty much automates that whole checkout process. But the thing is, is that like uh, Omar stated, like most of these websites constantly update because they start seeing these like transactions and they change it up. 
so it it can um it can prevent from that situation happening so bots have to constantly be updated um and obviously the advantage is that if you have a bot going through the checkout process being faster you have a higher chance of getting that rare merch that you're looking for that product that you're trying to get yeah, yeah. and i mean i got i'm a, i'm a, i'm into the bot game but not for sneakers and uh yeah it's rough it's not easy it's a lot of work you got to put in for it when it when it first got big i i knew a guy with the first Yeezys, the black uh, 350s, the first ones. Yeah. He hit like 80. Oh, time. my And God. that set him, that set the tone for him to buy two Mustangs. 80 sneakers? Wow. That was like one of, just one hit. How much were those sneakers going for at that time? I'm going to get in his pockets a real thousand, quick. A thousand. A thousand, maybe 1,600. Wow. He was paying retail, which was like 220. Mm. So, I mean, you do the math. I mean, that was one time he was like, yo, I just hit 80. That was just one hit. You know, that's I'm when sure boss that was nice yeah. yeah exactly but that now it's the game. Now, it's so, now it's so saturated yeah you know? facts it's saturated so he was making damn near 700 800 a piece and he had 80 sneakers that's crazy yeah that's nuts that's just one play man <laughs> crazy so um um real quick i just wanted to get right back into what we were speaking on uh so i'm kind of as you know i'm right. kind of the point guard i try to keep it flowing Amen. so we don't get too lost in the in the sauce um, when, we, <laughs> when, we, when we start going into our conversations which is okay still um can you give us a little background on juice um what it is how it started and how it became what it is today yeah so just just to uh continue to where it was uh so yeah i started off um i remember in high school you know sneakers were my dream i remember just being in my car one day just thinking of I'm like, you know, I always tell my like, I'm going to own a sneaker store one day. I'll own a sneaker store one day. I remember being in my car just thinking of names. I remember one day, one of, like, you know, a couple of corny names. And then one time, fourth quarter. Fourth quarter came on. I don't know why. Mm. And I ne- it never hit my brain again. And then the day he was telling me about it, I was I was like, well, I need a company name. And that one just popped back up. Your friend, you t- when he told you about was his telling me to mm-hmm. do it, yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm run with fourth quarter. I don't, you know, I'll just I'll just run with that. So I um, I did that. I started off with maybe like ten pairs of shoes, maybe ten pieces of Supreme, right? Mm. And I'll never forget. I was just posting it real unorganized. Uh, first Instagram handle was fourth quarter VA, and uh, I'll never forget. Uh, someone, someone was like, "Yo, everything you have is like trash. Like, just delete this joint." I'll never forget that. Wow. And uh, somebody you know, or just somebody on, on, know. online somebody troll? I know, and it's funny because that same person now uh, supports me heavy. So that's that's good. <laughs> that's good for you. It's great for you. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Yo, but sometimes it's constructive criticism. You know, it they, they, is. It's, yeah. I mean, he you probably gotta wasn't hear. lying. I mean, maybe he didn't want that stuff, but I sold all that stuff. So. You know. is, is that Drake oh, he, meant, he meant the stuff that you had was trash. I thought like he meant the like the layout. I, had. I thought he yeah. meant like the layout was like trash. Like you got to step it up. Yeah, like you no, know what I'm saying? saying? Like some motivational. Yeah. yeah, it's like that Drake line where he's like, uh, "Somebody tell, told me I fell off. Ooh, Ooh I, needed I needed that." that. Yeah, that's, that's like the definition one. right yeah. there. So, uh, from there, uh, you know, it kind of grew. Uh, just being, you know, I guess Zabby says I'm a rapper. I knew a lot of people. You know, I was going out a lot. So, but with going out, you know, being productive, you you should network. I was networking a lot, met a lot of new people. Um, so I brought my uh, best friend and roommate at the time. Uh, brought him on. We had, he had actually just lost his job, so I, I was like, "Come on, let's do this. Let's get this popping." You know, you never know. You want to give him a shout out? Shout out to my man Elo, man. Um, so you know, me and Elo started. Um, 
He brought his collection in too. He was a fly guy as well. He is a fly guy. I love um, it. And here's the crazy part. So we we had a sneaker event coming up. The same guy opened Grand Door did a sneaker event. We did one shoe event, killed it. I mean, absolutely killed it, everybody. I mean, it wasn't even the inventory. It was just our vibe, our personality. The people were just surrounding us. And um, off that one sneaker event, I would say like four to five people hit us up. Yo, you guys have a store? No. You have a store? No. You have a store? You need one ASAP. Hit me up. Let's do it. Let's open a store. So I had like five different investors hit me up. Wow. And yeah, all it took was one event, you know, that was it. And that's how my store, you know, so we went there. I brought another business partner in to bring in the clothing side. And we uh, translated that from the buy, sell trade to uh, the luxury streetwear, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's a crazy story. It really happened so fast. It was like, you know, some some kid who spits a freestyle and, and all these people want to sign him, you know. Were you still working at Capital One when all this was happening or were you transitioning out? Or so Once everyone wanted to, wanted to sign me or invest in me. I knew that was time. I was like, you know, I'm going to just take a leap of faith. I'm going to quit right now. I fucking hate this job. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, I'll figure it out from here. You know, I'm a hustler by blood. So, yeah. 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 So, um, I feel like uh, now um, it's actually like, to keep it real, I feel like it's part of the culture here. Like, you know, in the DMV, if you want want some fly gear, you know where to go. Um, I've seen, I'm not going to lie, it's like, at this point, countless times, bro. Where I'm scrolling through my social media and somebody I'm following stopped in at Juice, and not just local people, but like, I think, um, I think Fabulous, Fab. yeah, I was I was on there. I see Fab, yeah, Fab, um, or like Casanova, Casanova, yeah, free up Casanova, uh, a lot of Redskins players, Haskins when he was on the Skins, um, starting quarterback of the Washington Football Team, yeah, uh, Stephon Diggs, he spent the most on oh stars, wow for sure. I'm not gonna say how much, but he dropped the bag. He definitely dropped the bag, and it was in like four or five minutes. Didn't try nothing on. He balled out this season balled too. Out. Last first season. time he came in was in a Rolls Royce. Second time in the brand new range. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he came twice. Twice. I love wow. it. He broke the record. Who's the, who's the um out of like everyone that you helped um personally and got a chance to work with? Who's like your favorite person to just just to work with? In terms of what, like who? Just like athletes? Anyone? Like you get like some customers that's local. You want to shout them out. Like they just come in. It's no hassle. It's always uh, a pleasant experience. I, or it could be I an would athlete. Have to whoever. Say Stefan, because I mean he just comes in. Boop boop. Give me this. Give me that. Give me this. I'm gone. Peace. No picture. No nothing. I'm gone. Back to um. Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but this. I think this was before Buffalo too. I think the first time he didn't want to take no pictures. Nah, he was rocking. Nah. All right. Yeah, no problem. You know, it's yeah, all good. Sure. It's all love. Shout out to him. Um, and that's that's amazing, bro. Um, I always love it when, like, even I'm just scrolling through my social on my feed, and just somebody I know just posts on their story there at your store. There at your store, I'm like, I love that yeah, man. That's yeah. that's a good People vibe. Love the, yeah. the Moss Wall, so yeah, they always they always record that. Um, won't you tell them about the layout real fast? How it is when you walk into the store? And it's something something very unique. Something I've I'll be honest, I've never seen before. So when you walk in, well, that first of all, the area isn't really a. Uh, like known to be for like clothing or luxury stuff. I mean, it's it's in a random place. It's in my hometown, Arlington, Virginia. You walk in, it looks like a uh, somewhat of a hole in the wall uh, juice store. You walk in uh, and, and explain have, the walk in because that's that's you walk in. All you see is a, re- a register, moss wall, and a fridge. 
if you push that fridge in, it takes you into a beautiful, well-lit uh, boutique. And that register is not operational no. and stuff in the front. It's just it's just chilling there. It's a, it's like it's a, like a speakeasy concept. Mm, exactly. Yeah. We were just saying that last night. I was talking to Safia about that, and I think that's what she said. She's like, it's a speakeasy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really cool. That's dope. Um, so uh, what was like maybe one of your favorite moments when starting Juice or something that's just that you just remember it stuck in your brain? Definitely when we first opened, like maybe the soft opening or the grand opening, that was really surreal. Uh, it How just, so? It just hits you. Like, you, you know, as you're building it, the contractor's coming in, you're developing it, you're doing this, you're doing that, getting licensing. But once it's there and everyone you know who really messes you comes and supports you, the real friends, you see all of them together, you look around, you know, like, yo, I did this. The guy who dropped out of school, the guy who didn't have no help, the guy who used to get laughed at, did this made history first streetwear boutique in northern virginia history mm-hmm. you know i love that that's awesome and 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 i just wanted to be known it's not like some of the other spots you guys may have seen i'm telling you it's not like um your typical place where you buy sell trade there's yeah. sneakers laying around in a box in the corner and there's a few on the wall and you know it's it's dirty it's dingy you might need a candle smells like fart you know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not that. Yeah, this is not we, that. This we is beautiful. Specializing like oh, yeah. rare one-on-one pieces, collectible things, like things you really can't find anywhere. So, so how do you guys decide on what brands you want to sell? Uh, I mean, honestly, most of it is just what we would rock. Uh, we just know, you know. So, uh, I mean, he said like, I got the juice. Palm That's Ma- why. Like, <laughs> Palm Angels. Palm Angels really wasn't big before we brought it here. Heron mm. Preston wasn't big before we brought it here. Rude definitely wasn't here before until we got it so that's what's up now um when it came to fashion did you have like certain people that you kind of like looked up to like whether it be like like me and my like for example like me and my cousin were talking about how like ysl was really on top when heidi slamane was there and like kind of like when he left that's when ysl kind of fell off and um like did you have anybody that you looked at whether it be designer or celebrity or whatever that you was like yo this man is like on point uh i would have to say ruigi of rude uh, i remember me and my business partners we went to complex con 2019 on my birthday we went out there we went to go check out his pop-up and uh he happened to be there with swiss beats wow. and uh for some reason i didn't recognize him but i'm like yo yo that's swiss beats you know you know, Rough Riders, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, and then he's like, my Swiss, like, yo, that's Ruizzi. Like, this is our chance. So, and it wasn't even for us, like, yo, can I take a picture? Oh, we're huge fans. Like, I think he asked us a question, and it just naturally happened. He was real cool, real humble, down to earth. Uh, great guy. Shout out to him. Uh, we ended up getting his number. Uh, he hooked us up with his uh, distributor. Uh, the next day was Complex Con. He uh, invited us to the the Rude Bowl. He had the installation where it looks like the Rose Bowl. You know how uh, yep. the Rose Bowl kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So his installation was like that, but Rude Bowl. Uh, we, he let us cut the line, let us pick whatever, and we uh, got a good amount of inventory from directly from him for wow. uh, for wow. the store. So That's love. And we kept that connect for... Uh, and we still getting rude there, and it's it's a good seller. You know, um, it's it's a beautiful thing sometimes, and uh, um, alhamdulillah, because it's just about taking that chance and going and being somewhere and having that mentality that like you know I'm gonna network, and um, it just comes to you sometimes. Like you said, it doesn't have to be forced. I remember one time, um, me and Safia just went to like a basketball game randomly, right? Not even randomly, actually. That was an event for yeah. It was an, it was an event actually, um, that one of like the vendors at the store had. 
um, like a uh, it was from Tissot. It was actually a watch thing, and um, I'm not even saying an event. It was just something for like the people that you know that they're working with, and. I always looked at it as okay. If I'm getting invited to go somewhere by a company, this is an opportunity to network. You know, it's it's going to be a cool experience to go sit suites, boom, boom, basketball, whatever. But ultimately, that's the goal is to is to have that in mind. And me and my sister were just in the elevator, bro. And somebody was like, "So, um, you guys were part of the group, yeah? What do you do?" And we ended up talking to him. And um, I actually still have his business card hooked on my phone. This is like three years ago, probably. Um, he was the the director of government relations in the Americas for Alibaba. And uh, that's that's like you know I was, and I was doing my online Amazon flipping thing for right. a while. I don't know if you know, but like after I, I, was, I sold cars, that's what I was doing. Right, right, right. Um, before I, I got into into the retail side of things with the store, and then um, it was just so so crazy that he was just talking to us, just wanted to know who we were. He was just some old white guy in the elevator, right, you know. Right, right. And just from that conversation, just seeing him in the elevator, once we got to the game. I had seen. I think he was eating alone, yeah. and me and my sister were like, "Let's just go. Let's go see what kind of gems we can find here." Right. You know what I'm saying? Again, it was not anything forced. We just it's sat down, natural. and the stuff you. that he told me, bro, like he lives in he lives in China, but um, he was dropping gems on me about just business and in general, and like what's going on with the Chinese market. And a lot of our clients that came to our store were actually um, tourists from China, so it kind of helped me understand. Um, my clients even more you know what i mean just talking to him i didn't i mean i didn't walk away like like how um how you did like where where the opportunity was as big as that it was just so much just the the knowledge that i got it was just a wealth of knowledge am i gonna lie i missed the whole game bro just sitting there talking to him i think i caught like the last few minutes of overtime yeah we missed the whole game bro just sitting there at that table talking to him um but still i mean i, I felt like when i when i went back home i felt like i had a lot of a wealth of information i, I was taking notes Right, I swear I, mean, I was sitting there taking notes lifetime, on my phone. Man, you got to sometimes, you know. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to say like sometimes it's just like that, you know, for our, for our listeners that might have an idea, might want to do something. You know, you just went to Complex Con. Right. I'm sure you had, exactly. you know, you wanted to have fun, you wanted to enjoy it's your birthday, but I'm sure you had the mentality that yeah. you got to network. And like you said, when you go out, as long as you're going out and being productive and networking, yeah, you don't know what can what can um what can happen from that. You know, if the listeners, man, just be yourself. And whatever your aura is, it'll attract your true passion. You know, it just be yourself. Never force nothing. That's beautiful. Um, what was the hardest thing about starting Juice? <sighs> uh, quitting my job a little too early. Everyone was like, "Why'd you quit? Why'd you quit?" You know, money issues here and there, um, and just you know, waiting for some return. That's about it. Just uh, day by day. I mean. Maybe uh, putting in the hours too. Maybe at first, you know, you you're used know, to the corporate nine to five. Corporate nine to five. You go home. You know, uh, nine to five. After five oh one, you're gone. You know, at, 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 when you own your own store, it's all on you. You know, mm. so you stay there till nine. I mean, Fabulous came at two in the morning. I woke up and I was like, I'm going. Forget mm. that. Like, Yo, I gotta ask, how did Fab hear about the store? Was it a, was it through somebody you uh, guys it was a know? A friend of mine. He he's uh, plugged in at the clubs, and I think. Uh, one of my good friends is a uh, photographer. He shoots a lot of celebrities. Uh, he was shooting him when he was out here. And they had both told him, like, yo, if you need a shop, go to Juice. He was like, man, I need some gear. What's up? So he came through at, like, 2 in the morning. Here's a funny story. So he came. We talked. He came in his little shuttle bus, had his entourage, some groupies with him and all that stuff. And... Uh, he, and he has a manager named Fendi. You know Fendi? Yep. Yeah, he's a funny Big dude. Big Fendi. He's a, yeah, he's hilarious. I don't know him, but I see yeah, him in right, interviews. Right, right. <laughs> so... Uh, 
And uh, we chopped it up. Everything's cool. He's ready to go. And he's like, yo, I'm hungry. What can we eat right now? So someone said Right Spot, which is a hookah bar slash restaurant in, on 9th Street in D.C. He's like, uh, y'all going? I was like, I'm, I'm about to eat pasta with Fabulous and Fendi right now. In my head. <laughs> <laughs> so we end up going and we're talking, we're chilling. And I, you grew I, up I, listening to um, I grew Fabulous. Up, you know, That's crazy. Yeah, holla yeah. back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and now I'm eating pasta with this dude. It was tight. <laughs> It's cool. Thank. That's what's up, bro. That's a, that's a, sounds like an amazing story, an amazing experience. Yeah. RIP uh, to the competition for real. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is like when you're there, you don't want to be too geeked or too like yeah. fanboyish. You know, I kept my cool, you know, and just did my thing. So. Yeah. Even so when I, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, sidetrack real quick. Like, even when I met like Freddie Gibbs and whatnot. Like, I was never, like, fanning over or whatever. Like, this was when he just dropped with Mad Lib, and I was like, bro, like, right. that, what you drop with Mad Lib, like, if you keep making music like that, like, because yeah. I, I was straight up, like, I was being honest. I'm like, bro, that stays in my rotation. And I was like, you got to drop another one. And then three, four years later, he did do another album with Mad Lib, so. Um, that's so crazy because I've actually fanned out really hard. Uh, over Dave Chappelle. Over Dave Chappelle. I don't know if I said the story. I, I probably would too. It all depends on the on the circumstance and situation. Because Dave Chappelle to me, bro, was because he at that time he hadn't come back for Netflix. He was gone. He right. was just a ghost. Oh right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I had seen him, bro, and I, bro, I felt so like I saw him. It's me. It moves me and Sam. Do you remember Sam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of right, course, boom, rocking Sam. All right, boom. So it's me and Sam. Right, my man Sammy E. Chill. So we went to um we just he he was living I think in like North Dakota or something at that time. Yeah, Isn't and I'm in like Ohio or something like that. He's it always could be that. Yeah, but, he's always he's but always I know he's a local from here originally. No, actually originally he's from Jersey and he moved here in middle school. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I actually met Sam at a, a family wedding and then yeah, I'm oh, we're talking t- about Sam. I thought you were talking about Dave Chappelle, my bad. No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah, Dave Chappelle, no. Nah. So so <laughs> I had seen Sam um in middle school and we, we grew up to you know grew up together best friends bro and he ended up moving moved to morocco moved to north dakota wisconsin he's all over the place boom all around the map so I was like let's link up and then um we got together we decided to meet up in denver and um, we were staying at the four seasons in denver and as we're leaving the hotel sam opens the door walks out i walked out and i saw dave Chappelle checking into the hotel bro and literally like everything went slow motion right <laughs> there's the doorman holding the door open for sam right and i grabbed sam I'm like sam dave Chappelle. he's like what i'm like there's dave Chappelle. he's fat right i'm gonna keep it real he was he had, he had a little bit of uh chubby dave Chappelle. On. i'm used to <laughs> skinny little dave Chappelle. you know what i mean um and he was you know he was a little chunky it was kind of hard to tell but I, you know it's dave Chappelle. you know him you grew up watching him all these right. movies stand-ups everything so i'm like sam sam dave Chappelle. and sam actually put me on to dave Chappelle when we were kids like who he was his stand-ups everything and then uh, in that moment the doorman was holding the door, right? And uh, he's like, have a great day, sir. And Sam literally goes, man, what are you, crazy? That's Dave Chappelle. <laughs> he just yelled at that dude, right? And um, at that point, we kind of got we got um, the attention of everyone in the lobby because he kind of yelled. And I yelled, too. I'm like, yo, that's Dave Chappelle. And then I was just geeking. I'm like, Dave Chappelle, I love you, bro. Oh, my God, you're right here. I never thought as a grown man that would happen to me. <laughs> that was probably like five years ago. So I was like 23 but still, you know what I'm saying? At 23, 24 years old, that should not be happening to you. No, and then right. I was like panic. And then as we left, we were going out to get something to eat, right? We lapped 
the whole block, bro. And I, I was so nauseous, I couldn't eat, bro. I was so excited. I just seen Dave Chappelle. I can't even say I met Dave Chappelle. I just seen him. And he, he just stood there awkwardly like, all right, <laughs> thank you. And then that was it. And we just dipped out. But I don't know. Just talking about how, how you just chill with Fabulous. And that's somebody that like, I think that was my first rap album. Fabulous with the puffy coat, lean up on the uh, on the car, on the Rari. Yeah, on the Rari, exactly. Um, my uncle gave me that CD when I was a kid, nice. which is crazy. So I I don't know how I would have reacted wow. to, see, to seeing Fabulous. You kept it cool. I gotta give you kudos for that, bro. Like, I don't think I to. I would not have been able to eat the pasta. I would have been nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So um, what's currently going on at Juice, man? Anything that you wanna? You want to share with us or anything you got planned that's big for the store? Yeah, I mean, summer's coming around. We got a summer collection. We just dropped some nice shorts, uh, some nice 3M shorts. Um, uh, I'll make sure to get you guys some. Uh, we got some shirts coming in. Um, you know, summertime is great for us. We, you know, we do a lot of events. We do pop-ups. Um, you know, I remember you guys were doing something with that. the basement there, too. Yeah, so now we, we uh, renovated the basement a little bit. Uh, we're thinking about doing another cookout. Nice. Um, nice. So, but we're looking forward to a lot of events. You know, we're open to all local brands that do pop ups, help them out. Not necessarily help them out, but you know, maybe collab, do some exposure, helping and all that stuff. Uh, but I'm just looking forward to the events, man. Nice. What? what, what and the, what is the cookout like? Well, we had the first one. Know. We literally just do a cookout and friends. Friends. It was a ticket invite, not invite only, but like a ticket kind of concept. But mm. it's mainly just friends and family, and we just threw down. We had a nice chef came, you know, he threw held it, it down, down, held it down. Mm. Had to, you know, we got a nice little backyard kind of thing. So we had top floor and bottom bumping. Dope. We made some, uh, I designed the uh, uh, small amount, 50 tees, uh, specifically for that day. And all sold out in like 20 minutes. So that felt really good. I love oh, that, bro. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. You guys have your own brand too, right? Yeah. So like that, that was the shorts you were talking yeah, about? Merch, yeah. Yep. So, um... If we wanna if we wanna cop anything, is there a website we can go on or we gotta come in? Old uh, school. Preferably come in. Um but we do have a website, it's J U S dash four T H Q T R dot com. That dash fourth quarter pretty much yeah. is spelled real slick. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh what was it what was the transition like going from working there, your your nine to five job? You said it was kinda difficult to just get into like the hours of it all and everything like that. Um but what what did you notice was the biggest transition from just being, you know, like you said, a corporate nine to five worker to being an entrepreneur and having something like this and having to go to those hours, going through those hours and things like that. Uh, I would say for me, maybe the discipline, um, you know, at the nine to five, you got someone watching your back clocking you where you at. It's eight or five. You're supposed to be at five minutes earlier, blah, blah, blah. Over there, I'm like, OK, I'm my own boss. I can show up whenever. If I'm late, it's on me. So I think the discipline sometimes cost I'll come you in late. Yeah, but now I realize hits right it, hits you, it hits me harder. So now it's costing me. So now I have to develop my own discipline. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, punctuality and all that stuff. So I think that would probably be just a discipline. Um, So the reason I was asking you about some of the, like, the entrepreneur stuff is because you also have your own. Um, you have something else, another project that you're working on um, called The Basement. Right. Um, can you tell our listeners what is the basement? So the basement is technically a candle boutique. So it's um, a candle boutique. It's a candle boutique. That's what it is. Yeah, but wow. we also gift cannabis. So, for example, a customer comes in, they purchase a $60 candle, or they purchase a candle, and it'll come with free gift of a marijuana of your choice. Okay, and that's and that's um 
compliant based on the laws yeah, in, so we're in D.C.? Com- we're strictly I-71 compliant. So, right, so you, you can't come in there and just enough. buy some tree. That's not no, possible. No. All right. You got to buy you, the can, though. You got you to go through the process. Yeah, I go through the process. But yeah. I know that D.C. is making some, some steps towards making that process easier. I believe so, yeah. All right. So I just wanted to make it clear. Like, it's not like a... You just come in and you just act a fool and you think that, you know, we're uh, just going to have a smoke out. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's um, actually stopped by. It was a really nice place. I want to say it had a similar vibe to um, juice. to juice a little bit, just the layout of it, like how it was against the wall. You had a couple of things set up there. Um, I'm actually burning one of the candles upstairs right now in my nice. living room. Lovely. Um, it was one of like the berry scented ones. I, I like berries. <laughs> and I like lavender candles. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I I had a great experience there, and I thought it was um, not like some of the places I've because I've I've been to several like different places dispensaries right. all around the um, right. around around America, and in Amsterdam, and not all of them are the same. Um, but this isn't something like that. This is something completely different. It's a candle boutique, um, and you you also give gifts, which is which is really cool. Um, and you have other things over there as well. Different. Yeah, different you know, you we got like some nice. Uh Designer candles. We got incense trinkets. And what are the what about the um, smoking accessories? What about the other gifts outside of just um, like if you wanted to get flour? I is mean, there any other gifts? We that- got flour. We got CBD for the non TAC smokers. I mean, some people like to smoke, but they have a government job or they're on probation or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I mean, we got edibles. We got trinkets. We got drinks. I mean, we got we got the whole nine. And can you share how you got involved in that, or is that something that we can keep low key a little I mean, bit right now? Well, that one's a little bit different. Um, it wasn't like a, like a leap of faith kind of thing. I mean, I, with juice, you know, I started growing. I started falling in love with being a business owner and entrepreneurship. You know, and I started changing my circle a bit. Um, like growing up, you know, uh, just picking the brains of businessmen and people going in the right direction. So. Um, People, you know, a couple of people just brainstorming ideas and, you know, we saw the market and we were just like, hey, let's 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 go for it. So we just did it. So it was a lot easier transition than jumping in the juice for sure. Got you. Got you. Um, and uh, what were some of the challenges you had to overcome to get that to get that whole thing started uh, for that one? Because I'm sure that's not an easy one because you have to. Right. You know? uh, definitely just uh, tr- training the employees terminology thing it was harder than that juice yeah because like Mm -hmm. customers can kind of like trip you up you know what i'm saying they'll like kind of like accidentally sometimes i see what you're saying yeah like maybe a secret shopper will come in there kind of like you got to make sure everything is 100 percent legal because every that's how we are we're grown men we got we got to keep everything 100 percent legal keeping Mm -hmm. it kosher baby yeah so that um you know, in D.C., you got older buildings, you know, a uh, couple setbacks with construction. Um, the store flooded the day before our opening. What? <laughs> so I had to Tell us about the, that. I had to redo the floor. Um, one day? Pulling, yeah. So I was I pulled an all-nighter, and I fell asleep around like 7.30, woke up. Uh, my team and the contractors had finished around like 9. And I was like, okay, I guess we're good to go. But, yeah, you know, a couple of setbacks. So, so let's say... Um, in that situation, you have to stay at work till seven thirty in the morning. What do you do? You drive home because I know you live about forty five minutes, thirty minutes away, or do you just crash there. What do you do? Uh, I'm going home, man. I you gotta home. sleep on the bed. Yeah, mm. nah, for sure. I remember one of your podcasts. You were talking about the cool pillow. I need that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know Costco, baby, it's still yeah. there. Thirty bucks. 
um but that, that's that's interesting that you brought that up man because i know it can definitely be challenging um but what did you enjoy most about that experience uh that one is just the environment it's nice it's friendly adams morgan is great dc's beautiful uh it's just fun there, you know, showing up there every day. You, you see smiles. It's, it's very entertaining out there. It's very entertaining, you know. That's good. Um, So where do you see yourself in the next five years? Like you think you're going to keep doing what you're doing right here or maybe the next 10 years? I, I watch kind of want a little bit inside of, um, you know, what you well, got planned. I mean, what, what's, in, what's in Omar's future that you got I got a couple other business things. I don't have anything concrete. Uh Maybe in the next five, ten years, I'll definitely be more than established. And at that point, I want to start giving back. You know, uh, growing up, I mean, I, you, know, you guys heard a little bit about me. Uh, I had to grow up fast at certain times. But uh, public schools and certain things, they don't, they don't give you the right resources. You know, I didn't have any interest in school. I had to learn things on my own. So uh, maybe a good idea. And maybe one of these listeners run with it. You know, I want to create a platform to where you it could teach kids how to be an adult. I mean, high school, they don't teach you how to do taxes. They don't teach you how to write a check. They don't teach you how to maintain your credit. They don't t- teach you how to open an LLC. They don't even tell mm-hmm. you what credit is. Exactly. Yeah. They, they it's, a, it's, a, it's a system designed to keep you in the rat race, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so true. I want to teach kids and show people where I'm from. You know, I, I wasn't the most fortunate person. So I want to teach those kids that anything's possible. You know, I inspire a lot of kids. I, I like to keep that going. Um, and show them that, you know, uh, anything's possible. Right, anything's possible. You know? you know, you mentioned that um, someone else who just recently did the same thing. I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, Kyrie Irving is helping underrepresented entrepreneurs. He launched some kind of like, um, cons- uh, like consultation thing or some kind of consulting yeah, that's great, firm. Man. So something like that. Is that what you're trying to say? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and I love that you already got started with that, bro. With what you did today. I'm um, giving yeah. back to the to the less fortunate, or just the community in general. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, the community is the reason um where I'm at. So you know, you I'm gonna tell you what: a lot of people because of COVID are less fortunate than what they were before. Exactly. You, know? Yeah. So, you know, and you know, as I'm giving out food, some people are so grateful they they give you a quick short summary of their situation, and some of them were in a really rough spot. So you know, and it shows you how blessed you are as, as well. You know, mm. so you know, and all the stuff going on around the world too. No, absolutely. It's like a humbling experience. Very, very mm-hmm. humbling. Um, so as you know, we do we do the sports we do the sports pod. So, um, is there anything else you wanted to add just about about your experiences and what you got going on with your businesses? Any any anyone you want to plug in real quick in regards to juice or the basement? Any shout outs? Anything? Uh, I mean, no. Nah, I think we covered everything, man. I mean, if you want to check us out, you know. I gave you my Instagram handle. Uh, both Instagrams are in my bio, so uh, check us out if you can. Yeah, well, what's the socials again, just so people know? So it's uh, on Instagram. It's Omar O M A R four T H Q T R. That's Omar Fourth Quarter, and uh, both Instagrams are on the bio. It's uh, J U S four T H Q T R Juice Fourth Quarter and the Basement underscore D C. Cool. Uh, we definitely gonna include that in the description too. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No um. And I guess you, you just chill with us, but we're gonna get into the sports stuff. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know your input guy. on some stuff. Yeah. Too. <laughs> sure. yeah, I love it, bro. I love it. Um, so I guess with that being said, we can just get right into the NFL. Yes, sir. All right, all right. So um, I don't really have too much for the NFL because we're doing um, we're doing more of uh, something slight because it's off season. 
Um, something that I had seen recently was that um, Tim Tebow is joining the Jaguars as a tight end after playing professional or minor league ball. He hasn't been in the NFL since 2012. So nine years out of the NFL, he was formerly a quarterback for the Broncos, and now he comes in. And um, I believe it has something to do with his his relationship with uh, Urban Meyer. Wow. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think about that? So before I get into it, I just want to read off this report. All right. Um, that says, not from ESPN, it says, not everyone in the Jaguars building is thrilled with team signing Tim Tebow. Mm. Um, and just that's a one-year com- deal? They had, they're handing them out. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is, what does he offer? You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude gets treated like... I saw a tweet that was like, this dude gets treated like a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let me ask you a question. He, he's not... He's not- Coming in as a quarterback, is he? Tight end. Tight end. Wow. Yeah, so wow. he, he switched it up. Because I was going to say they definitely just drafted Yeah, so, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I think that their biggest thing that they're they're doing, um, yeah, absolutely, behind Trevor Lawrence, maybe. And you said Urban is their coach now? Yeah, so. Yeah, wow. Urban Meyer, yep. Wow. So, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, I think it has to do with his relationship right. since the he's, collegiate I would level. So. He's going to be 33 years old playing a position that he's never played for the first time. Yeah, and he's going to get hit. By them big old boys that he wasn't getting hit by or blocking like he wasn't blocking before when he was a quarterback. Yeah. When you're a quarterback, you got a whole line of men in front of you trying to defend you. Um, and now you're gonna you're gonna possibly be one of those guys. Um, but it's interesting because I feel like um, yeah, we didn't see what he has to offer as a tight end, but we weren't in the building. Who knows, man? Maybe he's got some skill. I mean, the nah, dude, the dude I, is a determined person, bro. If you think about it, he went and played baseball, which I personally feel like is the hardest sport to play. Bro, I just don't believe in this dude at all. For some reason, people just love this dude. Like the Son. people, the why, people you, why are you hating on my man Tim Tebow? Because he's trash, dog. I mean, at like, this point with the Jags, how do we what know do they he's have trash? to lose? He's yeah, thirty-three years old. What do they have to lose? All right, but there's so many other for ticket sales. You never know at this point. Yeah, I think it's for ticket sales. That's what it comes. That's down what to. a lot of people said about the it's, Mets. They were like, they might bring him up just for, just to improve <laughs> ticket sales, especially because uh, the Jaguars owner. Uh, he just started a wrestling company like two years ago called AEW, and they signed like Chris Jericho. They're doing well. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm hearing a lot about AEW. Yeah, and they're on TNT, and they get promoted by NBA on TNT and stuff like that. So they're trying to go head to head with with WWE. So I guess that world, they're taking some elements of that world and kind of bringing it into the NFL. Who knows? But they're definitely trying to. So you think it's you think it's it's a gimmick? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, it might generate sales, and, of course, it's going to get people talking about them. All but right. I feel like people is going to talk about them regardless because they got Trevor Lawrence. Because all you need is that, like, if you have, like, a franchise quarterback, it don't matter where you play. Look at look at Patrick Mahomes. He plays in Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? Like, none, nobody here is, I don't know if you guys have been to Kansas City, but I feel like most people ain't never been to Kansas City. Right. But we know who Patrick Mahomes is and what he does, and right. we know – you know, he's always going to be in the media or focused on because of his skill set. So, I mean, but, you know, to each their own. I mean, we, we're going to see, but, I mean, for a 33-year-old to play a position he's never played in his whole entire life, um, I think he might have played in, like, college and high school, but it's completely different in the NFL. All right, so I'm going to just set a friendly friendly little over-under. Um, Tim Tebow receptions in 2021, I'm going to say 17. I'm gonna say like five. <laughs> no, I'm saying over under. So you're gonna go under. You're oh, gonna take oh, under, 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 under. Omar, hey, 
right, man. What if I say push seventeen? <laughs> right, we're gonna put it. We're gonna move it. We're gonna move that to seventeen and a half. Now you got to pick over <laughs> under. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you gonna say under? Set right I'm at seventeen. Go, I'm an. Uh, I hate hating, but I'm gonna go under. I'm not gonna take that as a hate. I just want. I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious. gonna go under. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious under. myself because. I'm who's their starter right now? Because I, I mean, they're tight end. I don't even know who's their starting. Yeah, tight end. I mean, our last thing I heard was Julius Thomas, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, who's their starting tight end? For the Jag, let's see. Because he can't just he pull that up. Can he just pull can't that up? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Say, what do you think, bro? I'm going to go under. You're going to take the under, too? Wow. Maybe I should start taking. Would you guys bet? I'm going to start playing bookie real start quick. Start playing bookie, Hell man. yeah, bro. Start cracking some knuckles. I swear to God, bro. You know how it is. Um, nah, but I'm, let me stop. We're still we're still, we're still a month of Ramadan. I got to get it together. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got uh, Chris Manhurts, James Ooh. O'Shaughnessy. Who? Luke Farrell, who, and then Tim Tebow's fourth string. I sounded like a like yeah, an I'm owl. Gonna go under for sure. You gonna take the under fourth string? I mean, yeah. right now. Why are you gonna plug him in on run plays? Fourth string right now. So Chris yeah, Chris Manhurts, uh, twenty twenty season stats: six receptions, fifty two yards. Uh, then we have the other man, James O'Shaughnessy. His name sounds familiar. He gotta yeah, have this. Must have started. Uh, thirteen. Oh damn, thirteen receptions, eighty nine yards for twenty twenty. Feeling good about my under. Um, under, but with Trevor Lawrence, Luke Farrell, oh, uh, th- this dude got drafted this year actually, round five. Uh, oh, I know he's so pick one forty five. So now he got to compete with Tim Tebow for that third, uh, third string spot. Yeah, I know that was something random. I just wanted to bring it up to know what you guys thought about that. Um, something else I actually saw, which is kind of like a sideshow type of thing, not necessarily NFL, um, but it it has to do with the NFL player DK Metcalf. Um, posted a 10.37 second time in the 100-yard dash. Um, I believe first place was 9.97. He he ended up um, last in his heat, but he's trying to go. He's he wanted that was his attempt to get into the Olympics. Right. And I think. Um, well, first, actually, I'll let you guys tell me. What do you guys think? Do you guys, do you guys see anything about that? Well, I, saw, I saw the video. I, I thought that was impressive because if you look at him, every everyone on that video has a track star body besides DK. He got. The, he's I, just I mean, he was towering over everyone, must like physically and just with height. Yeah. So I mean, running it's tougher, even competing in that. That was that was impressive. I that was very impressive. Very. Yeah. I actually heard a story. I'm not sure if it was about. It was one of the Colts players that got drafted. I think it was Quiddy Pay. And I guess he was doing like some track work, like getting into track, and he never did track before. And he ended up running like an like an incredible speed. I forgot the exact details, but it's like somebody who like never picked up track before. He almost like smashed the record for whatever school they were in. Damn. And I was like, damn, like that's crazy. Like an NFL player that's never done track before, like just got on track and he almost crushed that school's record. That's amazing. Um, I feel like when you're in the NFL, you are one of the most elite talents that's out there in terms of just physicality. Now, some some positions, you know, it's depending. Yeah. Like Tom Brady's body is not, you know, you're not looking at like a, a one of those Greek goddess god type bodies that you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But um, ultimately, a lot of these guys are serious athletes. Can't sleep on them. Yo, funny story. Um, I had one of my one of my coworkers that turned out to be one of my friends. He told me a story about how, like, one time there was, like, a beef between, like, a bunch of street dudes and a bunch of football players, and they got into it, and the football players fucked them dudes up. He was like, yo, after that, I never mess with a football dude again. 
He was like, he, they got, but he was like, yo, they got fucked up. Their you know, bro. are insane. I mean, I and they're used friend. to taking hits. I, yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> fight with them. I mean, since we're in talking football, shout out my boy, Mo Ali Cox. He plays for the Colts. He's a tight end, but he actually played basketball in VCU first. So, he, I mean, he's 6'6", six, 2-something. Six, but, I mean, we're good friends, and, I mean, me and him next to each other, it's 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 a big difference. That's what I think he went to my high school, South County High yeah, School. Yeah, yeah, bro. He's um he's on my team. I I love him on on yeah. our team. I think he's a great like he can block well. Yeah. He can receive. I don't know if yeah, you remember he had that one handed catch. Yeah. I, I think he was number one that. on Sports like, Center. Man, I see you, man, on Sports Center. Yeah, that was pretty dope, you know. And I give our GM a lot of credit because, like, he he didn't. He's a Colts fan, by the way. Yeah, yeah I'm a Colts fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't even like. I knew he came from VCU, but I don't think he really like had. I don't think he played uh, college football. No, I don't think so. So like the fact that they were able to scout that, see right. that in him, and to see where yeah. he's at, like he's like one of our like like if he gets like if he wasn't on our team, we would be like missing a significant player. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think with the Colts, you guys are Impact always player. stacked on tight ends, always. Yeah. So. Um, I just felt like uh, one of the things that I noticed in that was that he didn't really, he didn't have that first step like everybody else, you know, like all the other runners. My bad, back to DK Metcalf. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't have that first step like everybody else in that race. That's why I feel like he had that huge gap in time, which isn't really, the, I guess, a huge gap in time, almost a second. Um, but still, I don't know. Again, I I agree with Omar. It's a lot of respect for somebody going out there and trying that. Not easy. Um, but anything you want to add to the NFL, Izzy? Um, that's so all, that's all I really had. So this came up on my news feed from ESPN Upstate. Deshaun Watson could be playing in the NFL in 2021. He's reportedly settling with his accusers. Doesn't state a source outside of ESPN Upstate, so mm. who knows? It, it could not be. But I mean, I mean, ESPN Upstate is a branch of ESPN, so I'm not sure if they would lie about that. But yeah, wow. I didn't expect that to be honest. Yeah, and then tomorrow I think they're releasing the uh, the schedules for the NFL. So I know next podcast we can definitely dive deep into that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um. All right. So I guess with that being said, we can keep it rolling. We can get right into the um to the NBA. Anything you guys want to add before we go into it? Nope. We good. Omar, who's your team? You're a Washington football fan, right? You see everything. All right. What do you, you think? About, what do you think about the um Washington football team before we before we move well, on? I just want to know what you, what you think. First of we got to figure out a name first. Of all. <laughs> Let's get a name down first, and then we can focus on bigger What if things. they stick with the Washington football team? Because I think that's what they might they might do. Nah, I'm not with that campaign, man. Uh, nah. Another thing, we need a, a true quarterback. But real quick, real quick, I'm sorry. What would you want to see the name as? <sighs> Honestly, the suggestions didn't look too good. Really the Red Wolves, the Red Wings. I mean, I've, I've seen Warriors. No, I think they're gonna. That's out out the mix because they might that's have some like Native me. American connotation type that's situation with that. No, they're just trying to stay away from like the Warriors right. or anything like that. I heard. No, no, you know what happened actually. Um, some dude. So apparently that yeah, uh, the Washington football team apparently they had an idea like they had twenty names that they were like oh, yeah. branching off and they got released to the media or whatever. Some dude went ahead and. Uh, uh, went to the trade trademarked all the names, but that was so a while ago. Dude. Yeah. That wasn't recently. That was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. and he sat on them joints. Yeah, and he sat on them. I actually heard his interview. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not in it for the money. Um, if they want, if they wanted, they could just contact me." Bullshit. And then I think he released That's another statement. <laughs> he released BS. another statement that he was like, "Nah, I want to sell it to them." It's not like he was wishy washy. He was all over the place. <laughs> um, I actually heard him on the Junkies. 
Shout wow! Out to, shout out to shout out to sports junkies. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> yeah, chill, chill, chill. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I think that's a problem. But I did see a report that like Dan Snyder and everybody likes the name Washington Football Team. I hate it. I'm not. I mean, it's not even. I mean, <laughs> if anything, if we're having an issue, because I can't think of a good name with it. Just change the, the the colors. Change the whole concept. You know what I'm saying? Like, but people like I've heard a lot of people like um, Washingtonians and Homers that are huge fans of the team since back in the days, you know, like the golden days. Right. You can't change, you can't take away the burgundy and gold. Like, that's part of the culture. I mean, that's, that's fine. That's. I mean, I'm cool. And I think they're trying to save a little bit of the, the hail to the situation by right. having another, like, HCTR, Red Wolves, Red Wings type of thing. I don't know. That was another thing. That was I like Washington Warriors, but I'm pretty sure he trademarked that joint. I don't, I don't, I'm telling you, I don't think they're going to go in that direction yeah, because I it's just the connotation. The R, just like you said. But, I mean, there's a Golden State Warriors. But yeah, what's, but what's but a they, red wolf? Is that an actual animal, though? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. Yo, so you want to look that up, bro? Come on. You're, you're the sure Jamie, bro. Or what about the Washington Wolves? Yeah, but but the thing is, um, also the Warriors in basketball, they didn't start with this whole controversial name. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the Washington football team started out as the Redskins, and there's so much controversy around that with its racial implications and stuff like that. Um so I think they are just trying to just steer clear, like a hundred miles away from. I like Washington Wolves though, or like the Tomahawks or something. <laughs> You're yeah, not trying to do none I of that. I could be wrong about this, but is it just Washington? Like, why doesn't the Cleveland Indians get flack or the? I think the, the Redskins, Chiefs? the Redskins in itself, is like a derogatory phrase or a word or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Cleveland Indians and then but their logo. Indians, I mean, I think they do catch Indians, flack for it. But Indians is one thing, but then. Like what if like, it, like you know, there's a word right. that means something bad to a certain <laughs> yeah, race. Like I mean, we're not even gonna say bad. that word, let's, but let's keep it real. It, it, they should have done that a longer time, long time ago. Yeah, and, and yeah. especially what, what was going on, of course, um, in the last year, two years, that really hyped up their process. And I think when they started losing sponsors, they decided, yeah, yeah we got to do this. Yeah. Um, it, you were going back to the quarterback. You don't like Ryan Fitzpatrick, bro? Fitz Magic, baby. He's not a long time, long term solution. He's not the long-term solution. I was really rooting. I was hoping we tanked to get uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, I like him a lot. But I, Ron Rivera doesn't strike me as a coach that tanks. He doesn't. But and I think I mean we could have picked up Cam. I was hoping for maybe Deshaun, but you know all that stuff happened. But we need a long-term solution. We need a franchise quarterback. It starts with the quarterback. We all know this. I mean Tom. Look at look at the last few Super Bowl winners. They all had good quarterbacks. Great quarterbacks. Well, at that. what I was gonna say, um, if we look at the last the last few, right? See, I'm a believer while you look that up. I'm just going to say I'm a believer in that it's not really great quarterbacks. You just got to have the best team that can win at the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively. Because, like, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, he's not necessarily one of the best quarterbacks, but he ended up in the Super Bowl beating the Packers, only throwing it. Or he, I think he only had, like, nine pass attempts. So You know what I'm saying? So what I wanted to say was a lot of, like, outside of your – Tom Brady, right? Who else has really won Super Bowls like that in the last 10, 15 years? Of course, you have Patrick Mahomes right Steelers. now. Steelers. Um, Big Ben. Say no. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson. He, did he? How many? How many wins did One. he win? My, my man, say blanked out there. Said Russell Westbrook. We get into that in a second, bro. Don't worry. My, he's my guy eager. Got the I know. I know he's he got eager. the Wizards hat on. <laughs> he got the Wizards hat on. Um, but we also had. What was that Bama's name from um, the Eagles? 
Foles. Oh. Nick, oh. Foles. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Recently. Um, Nick Foles. Um, what's that other Bama's name from uh, Baltimore? Flacco. Joe Flacco. Uh, yeah, yeah, that Joe was Flacco. the craziest. Okay, we had Eli. Um, Eli got two times. Who, who did New well, Orleans win it with? Bad, though. He wasn't an average quarterback. He was Drew, Bre- was Drew Brees got the got the ring, right? One, yeah. Okay, Drew Brees got one. Peyton so like, Manning. Peyton, Eli. Eli, we're not even going to put Eli in the elite conversation, right? He's, he wasn't an elite quarterback. He but he turned it on in the, in, in, the, in the playoffs. I'm going to say he was a great quarterback. I love Eli Manning. He was a great quarterback, but I'm not going to say he was one of the elite, you know, quarterbacks of our, our generation type shit. Like, he's yeah. great. He's a Hall of Famer for sure, but I'm not going to say he's elite. So if we're, if we're looking at just elite long-term quarterbacks, um, he was long-term, but he wasn't elite. So we'll, we'll put him in that mix of long-term quarterbacks. But in all reality, bro, you don't really have to be a long-term quarterback to get, get your team to the you know to the Super Bowl. You just Jared need- Goff went to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I mean, and they're on, really bro. close to winning it think if about you that. think about it. Yeah, Jared Goff, um, I thought that was pretty crazy in, you, its, in itself. I just think as a quarterback, you just can't. Turn over the ball like that. Yeah. As long as you're not turning like, over like the Fitz? ball, like Fitz Magic. Yeah, you're saying you don't don't turn it over like Fitz. I'm saying don't turn it over oh, like Daniel general. Jones. Oh, like Daniel. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, because I was saying, you know, because I was saying back to Omar's point uh, yeah. about like not having a long term solution. You might not really need that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of respect what the Redskins did. Me, um, me and Izzy were talking about this the other day. You were saying, um. You want to go for best player available on the board when you're drafting, right? Yeah. And I always said, nah, I'd rather cater to my team's needs. And I feel like that's kind of like what Ron Rivera does, right? Where um, when he was when he was in that situation, yeah, you could have tried to take a, a, a quarterback or trade up or do whatever you got to do. But instead, he filled that gap with somebody like Fitz. He has a, two decent backups, right? Um, I can't, I can never remember that kid's name. From uh, from the Panthers that came, the quarterback, the backup, uh, who broke his leg, I just blinked out. On yeah, so we 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 all know who I'm talking about. Um, who played with Ron Rivera, and then um, the new kid that played in the uh playoff game, Heineke, Chase Daniels, right? No, no, no. Um, he has such a generic ass name, bro. I almost said Josh Allen, but Kyle I'm, Allen, Kyle Allen. There we go. Um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> the most <laughs> generic name possible, Kyle Allen, my guy. Um, they're they're decent. You know, you you might not get, you know, you know I mean, you're definitely not going to get a, a perfect season out of them. But ultimately, in the right scheme and the right system, you might have what it takes. Yeah, that's true. so I just wanted to defend the Washington football no, team a I little bit you, because I mean, you hear A Rod wants out, Aaron Rodgers yeah. wants out. So, yeah, I mean, shoot, we were I, talking I mean, about if that I too. Was the GM, I I I'd get up, I'd give up whatever for him. There was a report saying that the Packers offered him more money than the Patrick Mahomes contract. Oh no way! <laughs> to keep him, yeah. I mean, and I think th- I think he said you got to fire the GM too. Yeah, that's. I mean, that was the that's rumor crazy. going around. Doing it for and you know what? Yeah, and he's he's one of these guys, bro. He's gonna stick to that. Like my guy hasn't talked to his family in years, bro. Right? Like, yeah. yeah I've you th- heard you that. think he's about to get off of this? Like he's got hundreds of millions of dollars. Like he don't need the money. Yeah, I would do it for the money, but I'm I'm broke as anything. I like, mean, he know he got <laughs> Jeopardy in the bag. If anything. Oh, hey, yeah. that's true. He got Jeopardy in the bag. Um, but, yeah, we can keep it rolling. We're about an hour and a half into the pod, so we can keep it going into the NBA. Anything else you guys want to add? My bad. Nah. We good? All right, I'll keep it rolling in. Okay, so in the um, NBA, we got 
Russell Westbrook. That's what we're going to bring up first. I know my man <laughs> Saeed was sized. Um, Russell Westbrook breaks Oscar, Oscar Robertson's triple-double triple double record. I, I got a little tongue twisted there. But, um, yeah, we have history, guys. Um, Westbrook notched his 182nd trip dub on Monday with uh, 28 points, 21 assists, and 13 rebounds. I mean, this is crazy, guys, because his trip dubs are not 10, 10, and 10, you know, 10, 11, and 12. It's like, like he's putting up 20s in the rebounds or assists or both. That's crazy. Uh, I've never seen, I'll be honest, I've never seen anything like this. I don't think in the NBA ever we've seen anything like this. And on top of that, like, I, I, you know, not to discredit Oscar Robinson, but, you know, back then, People weren't as good. People weren't doing certain things, but in the time, in an era like this, and do that, yeah. that's absolutely that's, you know, that's insane. Nah, absolutely, and that. being a point guard at that too. Exactly. Yeah. How, how tall is Ross? Six four, six three, six four. four. Yeah. I gotta look that up because he's not the tallest player, bro. And he's he's jumping up there. Um, you know, right. what I'm saying with the skyscrapers, and he's yeah. he's scooping down rebounds, and the dimes too, man. And yeah, the, the dimes, yes, absolutely. And the thing Six is, three, that, yep. that triple double record was actually um, his uh, 182nd triple double of his career, which broke the 47 year old record that, like you said, 47 was, years. Yeah, it's it's a record held for 47 years by Oscar Robinson. Um, he ended up saying, "I'm truly grateful for moments like this." When he commented about it, normally I don't like to pat myself on the back, but tonight I will, just because I'm so grateful for the ones behind me. I love it, man. Um, I mean, not a lot of players play with that tenacity. No, not like at that's all. that's the only word I can think of that, right? Or that, like that's why I love when I came in here. I love the John Wall trade for Westbrook because I was like, bro, Westbrook is like one of my favorite players. Period. Because like I'm not gonna lie, I felt kind of I felt like a little disappointed in that trade because I'm like, too. damn, man, they're gonna bring. Russ here, and we're not going to get a chance to see John Wall and Bradley Bill, like all the stuff that we've been hearing about. But we got something better, Ooh. and it worked out for the best. They got yeah. something so if much I had better, to say, bro. You know, obviously, I love John. He's a good guy. I met him a few times. Um, but I mean, this is a at the end of the day, the NBA is a business, so they got to make a business decision. And I think we won that trade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with the injury he had. Right. So he's out for the season right. now. And if you look at it, the Rockets lost like what nineteen in a row. What, what's it? Yeah. They might be the worst team in the NBA. Actually, what, right. what's his um, injury right now? I didn't even know he was injured. right Well, now. he was. He was injured. He had the Achilles and a knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, are you saying he got injured again? Yeah, he. I think oh, okay. he's out for the season because I, did, I was not into that. Oh, um, uh, let me look it up right here. Yeah, no, I heard. I heard about the Achilles injury. thing. Me and Safir are joking. We're like, yeah, it's because he was he was in Rose Bar all day. He wasn't stretching <laughs> yeah. enough. So yeah, he suffered a season-ending hamstring injury. Ah. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I always rather see him play. Um, and then something else I saw, actually, um, that we're talking about injuries, Jalen Brown got injured recently. He's out for the season, too, which really sucks. Yeah. And, of course, you know, the Celtics kind of have missed, I mean, not kind of, but they've been struggling all season. So, um, so what, is this, what does this mean for the Celtics' future? Um, I mean, I guess we could say this, because I, I know be, uh, during the beginning of the season we were talking about the Celtics possibly one of, being one of the teams that's seen in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I'm pretty confident in saying that that's not going to happen this, this season. And do you think it's just because of Jalen Brown, or do you think just even with him they just weren't performing at that level, so without him they definitely can't? I mean, they just weren't. Um, I think they were really beat up because Jason Tatum missed uh, some games because of COVID. Mm. Of course, Mark He hasn't Smart, been the same. He yeah. said he has to still use an inhaler before games, and that was in January wow. when he had COVID. Yeah, and then Marcus Smart was um, injured for a long part, and he's kind of like their third st- third star technically. Well, I mean, they got Kemba Walker, but 
I mean, he's the one that's their star defensively. You know, he's yeah. like that Draymond Green. I feel like he's the, he's the energy of that team. Yeah, he's like that he's Draymond Green player. He's very well-rounded. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, uh, Tatum's been playing really well. Didn't he drop, like, 50, 48? Did he, uh, did, didn't he drop like a 60-piece recently? 60, yeah, he, yeah, he, it, was he uh, it was against the Spurs. They were down 20, and he came back and dropped a 60-piece. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> definitely the future of that franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you, man. I don't see them going anywhere near the Eastern Conference Finals. And then... It makes me think about, like, what are they going to do with... Because I feel like Kemba Walker was not, like, the pickup they expected it to be. Um, so I'm kind of curious, is are they going to move Kemba Walker? Of course, they brought in uh, my man's from the Magic, Evan Evan Fournier. Yeah. And he's kind of... He doesn't seem... Like, they, they, like, prioritize, like, a heavy offense. But I feel like it doesn't fit for them defensively. Like, you can see that they don't really communicate on the defensive side and then they also lost their big man um to the chicago bulls thais um nice i think so who's Thies. so who's their center now then oh that's a great question you know what's crazy tristan thompson evan fournier is the reason I, I grew my man bun back in the day <laughs> i don't know why that's relevant you said evan you know fournier. And I'm, my philosophy I, i'm big on the big man you know i Old grew school. up watching Shaq and stuff so like when Thies, 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 uh He's not really the traditional center, and now that you got Tristan Thompson, who, I mean, at least Diaz could uh, score. But sometimes, Tristan, and he was, could just rebound. But. You know what's crazy? Like in today's NBA, I feel like sometimes having a conventional big man is almost to the team's detriment because we were just talking about Andre Drummond. Yeah, because because, yeah. Pl- because players know he is not a threat at the wing, then they're just gonna they're just gonna crowd the bucket. And, and then your main players, you know, your point guards and your and your forwards are not going to really have the ability to cut and slice to the rim. And I mean, no disrespect to Andre Drummond, but he has absolutely no touch or uh, like below the rim. Like he just is one of those big men that has absolutely no touch. He's got to dunk it, and that, but he's not even explosive enough to get up there and dunk it. Uh, so that <laughs> that um, so that's that's kind of like a double whammy, but like. I feel like last year, right, when the Lakers won the championship, like you had Dwight Howard play like kind of a really big role because it's like when they first the heat, like Bam Adebayo, like the first thing he tried to do was lower his shoulder and like body up Dwight Howard. Right. And he ended up injuring his neck trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's because Dwight is so strong and he knows how to play defense and protect the rim. And then also like when you got like somebody that can run in transition, like run the floor like LeBron, then it's easy for you to run those pick and rolls and catch lobs, you know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. so, so I feel like sometimes it, it just depends because Thias, like when he was, I actually saw a game. I think it was like two, three nights I ago. I feel like he could stroke the three as well, though. Yeah, he can. Yeah. And um, uh, the thing is, he can also rim protect too. So like when he when they were playing the Celtics, you could see like he was making a huge difference for the Bulls because I think the Bulls blew out the Celtics. And he was making a huge difference because he, he was not making it easy for anybody to finish at the rim. So sometimes you just you need that big man that can rim protect. And, of course, we're seeing the rise of, like, Joel Embiid now. Um, the Joker. We, yeah, the Joker. Although Joker's defense is not that elite, but, I mean, rim protection is huge, especially when you got elite finishers like James Harden, Kyrie Irving, you know, LeBron James, like, all the great top seven players, they all finish around the rim with ease, you know. So you kind of need that rim protector, Yeah, nah. I think. And I agree, of course. You of definitely teams- need a rim protector. But you also need someone that could draw out the defense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of teams are moving to that 
stretch five philosophy yeah. too. Yeah, especially especially as many threes as, as they're putting up right now. Um, but something else I want to actually talk to you guys about. Um, I think Izzy, you told me you did. I don't know if it was you, Omar, before we started. You guys saw what happened with Bradley Beal and yeah. uh, Ken Bazemore. Yeah. Should we um, should we uh, break it down? Do you have the the tweets and everything in front of you? I, I have it right here. Um, I actually sent this out to a few people. Um, so the first tweet was. Oh wait, let me let me cover what Bazemore said. Right. So um, during Monday's shoot around, uh, during Monday's shoot around, Bazemore. Uh, who's obviously Curry's teammate and also, I guess, a close friend of his. Um, he said uh, he was pre- pretty much praising him, um, and he ended up saying this. He said, uh, 49 points in 29 minutes, though, that's unreal. Bazemore referring to Curry's output in a win over the visiting Oklahoma City Thunder on Saturday night. Then we got guys hurting hamstrings trying to keep up, so y'all got to do some research on that. Okay. So he took a little a shot. Saying that Bradley Beal is exaggerating his injury. So, um, I think Bradley Beal said, you don't know me or shit about me, bro. You don't know why I go out and play there and play. You don't know why I go out there and play. And it damn sure ain't for another man's approval. Mm. And then, um, I think Bradley Beal added Kent Bazemore and said, I don't do the subliminals. Uh, And then Kent, I think he said, um. Should I let him live or really go off? And then he said, uh, yeah, he, he he put the tweet out there. You don't know me or shit about me. Um, you don't know why I go out there and play in a damn train for another man's approval. You a straight lame, capital lame. <laughs> but it don't surprise me coming from you. That's what your type do. Ah, I mean, it was, it was clearly a subliminal. We all know that at least. Yeah, but Bradley yeah. Bill went right for the neck. He Yo. wasn't playing that subliminal game. And let's just keep it real, bro. Um, how many how many points is, is Bradley Bill putting per game right now? He's he's on some absurd absurd level right now. Um, I mean that it's it's not even close. Yeah, it, it's not even close. I want I want to try to find his points per game. Thirty one and a half, I think. Um, Kent Bazemore is maybe doing half of that at best. Um, with I think fifteen. Now it says here seventeen. No, he said he had 17 points in that game. Okay, I'm trying to find his stats, but I, I couldn't find points per game. Well, I mean, regardless, Bazemore is nothing compared to oh, Bradley Beal. And you here know, Ken Bazemore is putting down 13.1 points per game right now. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, that's career, I think. Oh no, 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 no. I was looking at I was looking at a, a one season. Sorry, um, 2020 and 2021, he's averaging seven points per game. I'm so sorry. You're not even in the same conversation, my G. He's more of a defensive guy anyways. But to give him some credit, he has played pretty well against the Wizards in playoff situations. Like when he was on the Hawks, he actually played pretty well. Yeah, I'm not yeah, he was nice on the Hawks, yeah. so I'm not gonna lie. That was like probably his prime right there. Yeah. But um, um I just want to quickly college. quickly mention um his first his first season with the Hawks, five points a game. I think he was he had an injury. Then 11, 11, 12, and uh, eleven. So versus Bradley Beal, who I think his rookie year averaged 13 points per game, and after that, 17, 15, 17, and then in the 20s, and now in the 30s. It's not even you. You shouldn't even open your mouth and breathe this man's name out. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. You, when Bradley Beal walk in the room, Kent Bazemore lower your gaze. You should not be talking about Bradley Beal. I'm just gonna have to say it. And, I'm gonna have to take Real Deal Bill's uh, side on this one, guys. And I mean, I'm gonna be honest. You gotta be like 
You gotta be like a specific type of a hole to like really piss off Bradley Beal because yeah. yeah, bro, that's like course. one of the nicest like most like beloved dudes. Like even like people like his own peers like they all respect him. You know what I'm saying? Because he don't he don't cause trouble with nobody. You know what I'm saying? He goes out there. Of course he's gonna talk trash a little bit, but it's all. Part like, of the game. And part of the game, you know, at the end of the day, it's all daps. And, you know, he's never, like, walked off the court and dissed anybody or anything like that. You know, it's all – he's, like, one of the best, like, per- people, like, in terms of, like, if you meet him in real life and also one of the best people in terms of, like, sportsmanship. So, like, to, to have him kind of react that way, it says a lot about, you know, like, what type of person Kent Bazemore is to, you know, trigger him like that. Yeah, um, something else I actually wanted to go over is um, it seems to be a little bit of a, a trend now with with our last few podcasts. We got to bring up the New York Knicks. Um, I don't know if you guys saw what happened against the Clips the other day. Uh, I know Izzy hit me up and was like, "Damn, that was crazy." I think I saw you that night. Um, yes. Sorry, uh, Lakers just beat the Knicks in overtime. Oh, uh, ninety nine one hundred one. Yes, sir. Damn. With no LeBron. Damn! So they pulled through. Um, Sorry, is, bro. no, nah, it's, it's all good. Um, that's crazy because in the beginning of the season, if you told me the Lakers were going to be thirty nine and thirty and the Knicks were going to be thirty eight and thirty one, I would have been like, "Yeah, right." The Knicks are not going to even come close to that. We're going to get eleven, fifteen wins, like always, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy with what we're doing, and this close to the playoffs, I'm okay if um if we lose a game or two because ultimately we gotta be we gotta be ready to get in there and get our get our wins in the playoffs that's when it's gonna count um i i, I didn't have the clippers game i had it up earlier and i lost it um do you remember what the score was on the clippers game um i am going to pull it up right here so as of that game they became 38 and 30 um let's see oh, 106 to 100 yeah um yeah may 9th 106 to 100 um but if you actually watch that game um the clippers had everybody in and you can say that, oh, yeah, they might have took a night off. But the way they were playing, it didn't look like it. Um, and, and Julius Randle has been given the works. I don't know if you've been watching the Knicks, bro. But I was calling it from the beginning of the season. I was saying, yo, watch out. The D-Rose situation really panned out well for them. Their second going, their second uh, try with D-Rose now. He's doing great. Yeah, and I mean, that 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 win came off um, two, two bad losses against Denver and Phoenix. So, you know, it was kind of like... That Clippers game was kind of like that testament because, like, it was like, all right, is this a team that can survive in the playoffs or is this just a team that's just hot in the regular season? You said when, when they lost to the Suns, right? To the Suns, yeah, yeah. in Denver. And they, I know that Jokic uh, ate them up, and I know Chris Paul had a crazy game against them too. Um, and I think during the Clippers game was crazy is that Emmanuel Quickly was actually out that game as well. Um, Alec Burks uh, was out that game as well. Um they hit. They actually. The Knicks ended up hitting forty percent of their thirty-two threes against the Clippers, um, and the Clippers are actually one of the best. I think they're number one as a team in three-point shooting. Um, so that was impressive as well, and also the way they were able to um, shut down Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Um, they had them really struggling. Derrick Rose, of course, uh, was big in that win too. So I'm not sure if this is accurate, but I think I, I had seen something like the Knicks are like 17 and 23 or something like that when D Rose was in, um, in terms of wins in his last few games. So I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, 17 out of 23 wins when when, when he's playing. 
I'm sorry, win 17 out of 23 games. I don't know why I'm fumbling so much. Um, but yeah, yeah. He shoot, Derek Rose is shooting 41% for the Knicks from the three-point line. Yes, sir. That's what I like to see. Um, and that's that wasn't really his strong suit either. He wasn't much of a three-point shooter, especially before, but he's transforming his game, which is good because at his age, that's what you have to do to succeed. Yeah, and then um, he's hitting 51% of his mid-range jumpers. Oh yeah, I mean, and then and then when you see him slash into the bucket, it's like vintage D Rose all over, and that's why I almost feel bad saying vintage D Rose because now he's finally healthy, he's in a good situation, and he could he could blossom into the player that you know he was becoming before all you know he was riddled with injury. And what's crazy is like when he finishes around the rim, like before, like of course, like the Derrick Rose we know, like you would see him embrace like the body contact and everything, but now you see him kind of like finesse. Now it's all like the Euro game. Like, he's all about getting around you rather than coming right at yeah. you physically. So he's right really adapted. Yeah, he's really adapted with his, like, reverses and just his hook, like, his um, floaters, just everything. Uh, the last thing um, we have is uh, for the NBA, because I, I want to get to Saeed's cards. Um, is Jokic oh. truly the MVP? Um, I don't know if, if you guys have been following closely with the NBA. Um is Jokic truly the MVP of the NBA? Um, what do you think? Is he DMV? I'm going to give a biased answer. Can I give a biased answer? Bro, that's what we're here for, bro. It's our show. It's a, I'm not, I'm not, I say it all the time, but I think LeBron's the MVP. You know what? I'm not even going to hate that. I just think I with, can't hate that. With the Lakers borderline missing the playoffs almost, I just feel like... I, I, feel, just, I feel like the Lakers almost missing the playoffs actually supports your argument. Because you see what happens when they don't have them, right? Yeah, and that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, exactly. Yeah, and that's what makes up the most valuable player, right? Yeah, that's what makes them so valuable is that they're instantly a contender for the finals with him there and without him. And it's been like that for the last, let's be honest, decade at least. But it's so crazy because, like, it's so unreal. Like what, like what he, what he's doing right now is just so unreal. Because like, I was nine years old watching this dude play his high school games on ESPN. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now I'm a full-grown man, you know, married, everything. And he's still, like, if he comes back healthy, he's probably going to lead the Lakers to the finals again. And um, and that's unreal. Like, I, I would say the only other real person that you can put in that conversation was Joel Embiid. Yeah. And then he got injured, and then yep. he was out for a while. And then, now, now, I don't know, is he back? Embiid is back, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, you're just not hearing that name as much as before. Um, but someone that I want in that conversation, and don't get me wrong, by no way, shape, or form am I saying he is the MVP, but someone who deserves to be the fourth or fifth person in this conversation has to be Julius Randle. I can see that, yeah. Or, or at least he's going to get most improved player. Yeah. It has to be. I can see be. that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Julius Randle is... He's got, He's definitely getting most improved player. Because I, I, I don't hear. think there's anybody else that's going to win that award. That'd be cool with that. No, uh, I mean, yeah. 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 I, I, I want, yeah, I want him to have some recognition, bro, yeah. because the work ethic, bro, has to be recognized. Maybe even all NBA. I don't know if it might be first team, but at least maybe second team for sure. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, who else is a forward that might be better? Because AD was injured most of the season, so he's probably not going to be in that convo. KD was also like on and off Does this season. Does that mean season. we have to drop the bag on him now to keep him? When you're all NBA, don't you qualify for a certain type of? Yeah, contract? I mean, you gotta drop the bag on Julius Randle, no matter what. Yeah, but yeah, I think it unlocks like an extra ten million, like the or super max <laughs> yeah. or something. Oh yeah, that is true because Clay Thompson missed out on like an extra like ten twenty million, and Bradley Beal as well, and he didn't make the All NBA team. Yeah, so um, I mean, not that I not that I care about um, what's that dude's name and uh, Dolan, James Dolan. I don't care about oh, his pockets. Owner. Yeah, but. 
Yo, be still. careful before he bans you from coming to the next game. Ah, uh, yo, he might. He might just hear <laughs> this, what he, bro. He did to Spike Lee, bro. He, he did that to everybody, bro. He's he's banning fans who's just shouting out, like, sell the team. He's like, you, you're out of here. He's throwing people out like a ref, bro, calling a tech. Nah, Spike Lee was the most foulest one, though. I mean, yeah. I think he could still come to the games, but I guess uh, there was, like. I think he just doesn't want to anymore with that situation. And with the way they're playing right now. How about how about Oakley? I mean, he, yeah, he Oakley dragged was dirty. Oakley yeah. out of why there with security. He's in his seat? With security, they carried him out, bro. That's an old man. Let's just keep it real. He's an old man. You going to grab somebody's grandfather up, yoke him up like that, and throw him out? Come on, bro. And he a pioneer, too, to that franchise. You know what I'm saying? That's a pioneer, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean. That's wild. I hope it's a different era. I hope, I don't know if he's going to have a change of heart, but hopefully he has a change of heart and. You know, it's. I think the NBA is much funner when uh, the Knicks are doing well, and um, you know, I I do enjoy the Knicks fan base. Like I enjoyed the energy they bring to the games, and then I also think with like the Brooklyn Nets being what they are, like with James Harden, I'm pretty sure he's going to be back for the playoffs. Um, I think he said that he will be. So seeing Brooklyn and New and the New York Knicks go head to head in the playoffs is something I want to see really bad. I, I know I was talking to you about that. Just because, I mean, just the Knicks fans, and I don't know what the Nets fan base looks like ever since they moved out of New Jersey. Yeah. But, I mean, just seeing those two kind of go head-to-head and collide, like that's something I'm going to really, really look forward to. And I don't know, how how do you feel about maybe, you know, if you, if you face the Nets in the playoffs, you guys feel like, do you guys feel like you guys can be this year's Miami Heat? Um, Honestly speaking, I feel like we absolutely have a chance to, I'm not going to say go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the defense that we're playing, we have a chance to go, I would say, at least second round into the playoffs. Yeah. And that's a lot because we haven't done that since, I think, 2012, 2014. Yeah. So it's been damn near a decade. And in general, just being a Knicks fan, we've never won in my whole life. Yeah. Like in the 28 years I've been alive, I've never. So, any, I mean, just this right now is the most excitement I've had in almost 10 years around my team. But there's been there's been t- there's been times where I couldn't even play them on 2K. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even be that team much because they suck so bad yeah. that I didn't even want to use them on 2K. I feel like though, like you know, and I agree with you, but I feel like everyone, even if you're not a Knicks fan, you you have some Nick like New York fan in you. I mean, everyone loves playing in the Garden. Yeah, I mean, you see yeah. Jordan, Carmelo, LeBron. I mean, everyone has like a little tiny Nick fan in them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know it's, it's just good for the like, NBA. I, mean, I root for you guys. You were in the same division. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I mean, I like. You know, I mean, it's it's it. It makes the NBA better. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree. And I think there's a lure to New York. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. There's just something about New York. Exactly. And like, I feel like if you're born in America, when you see New York, like it just does something to you. And there's also something about um, just being the underdog, right? Like I said last time, um, Michael Rappaport had mentioned it's they're they're a team of broken toys. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's what that's what he called them, you know? And when you see that, you know, like toys that have got Elmer glue on them, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. barely hanging yeah. together and you see them getting some shine, you're like, yeah, like that's a good feeling. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's an uplifting story in general, bro. If you if you really Definitely. get into it. Um the only downside to it is I just hate our owners so much and I want to see him sell the team that I feel like this is just getting farther away from that dream. But but I mean it looks like you guys are in good hands with uh what's his name Leon Rose, right okay. the, the the GM right yeah so I mean I just feel like even still with the ownership that the team has, it's still um very toxic, 
it's a toxic environment because mm. no matter what, when the owner is some trash, it's going to become a toxic work environment. Mm. It's just waiting to happen. Yeah. And then it's going to be another season where maybe we have even more potential and it's just going to ruin that season. Like we kind of seen with the Clippers um, a few years back, right? Yeah. I think, I think personally, though, the Knicks would have made the finals this year if they had like two more shooters on their team, like sharpshooters. And you know what? They can develop. They can develop that with yeah. Emmanuel quickly. Or this, or this RJ Barrett's not bad from the three. Yeah, yeah. Or this offseason, they signed two sharpshooters because the thing is, like in the playoffs, what they could do is they can run Randall at the five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when you have Randall at the five, then you could put you know a stretch four out there. You know what I'm saying? A stretch three. Then all of a sudden, you know, like that offense is going to be hard because to stop because then. You got Emmanuel quickly or Derrick Rose running the pick and roll. Then they can run the pick. They can have the option to run the pick and pop. They Bro, can, you know I'm what I'm saying? There's so many things that opens a whole new playbook for the Knicks. I just checked the standings after today's loss. We went from fourth. Now we're tied with the Hawks, the Heat, and us. Damn, the Heat came back, huh? That's so crazy. And on this list, it has us at sixth. Damn. From isn't, fourth to that's so isn't crazy. That NBA about to do like uh, playing games now with everybody. Yeah, the playing yeah. tournament. Or what's the qualification for that? Like, so um, is it for everyone? No, I was explaining this last time towards the end of the NBA talk. What it is is seven, eight, nine, and ten. They, there's a playing tournament. It's a one game um, situation, right? It's a one game matchup. So seven and eight are gonna verse each other. The winner of that advances, right? And then nine and ten play, and the winner of that goes against. The, the loser of the other um, seven and eight game, oh. so seven and eight play. The winner advances. Uh, let's say seven wins. Eight then goes against the winner of nine and ten, and whoever wins there advances. So if you're eighth, you almost have a you almost have a um, you know you're you're in a good situation. If you're seven or eight, you're in a good situation because you still have a second chance at one more game. Um, but nine and ten, you don't. But yeah, with it with it being that way right now, we can see the Celtics, the Hornets, the Pacers, and the Wizards. Um, going at it in a playing tournament on the east and in the west you'll have um the lakers the warriors the grizzlies and the spurs going into it and it's so crazy to say that with the warriors and the lakers right now right yeah I we're mean, really about to get lebron versus steph curry in a for one the, game for the matchup. Play-in, play-in tournament. that's so crazy but what's nice is um for the lakers they still even if they lose against the warriors they still have a chance uh between whoever wins uh the grizzlies and spurs matchup so since they're the seventh seed, yeah, that's true. And um, whoever wins in that situation, the Grizzlies, the Spurs, doesn't matter. They're not gonna beat the Warriors or the Lakers, I don't think. But then again, in one game, anything could happen. That is true. I mean, we just saw, we just saw, we just said it. The Knicks beat the Clippers and then lost to the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Which, uh, I mean, I'm sorry to say, I got right now. There's a big talent gap without AD there. You know what I'm saying? And LeBron. Yeah. Not being there, there's a huge talent gap. LeBron between, still isn't back, right? He came back and then he and he, he sat back out, right? Yeah. Yeah, he said his uh, ankle wasn't feeling 100%, but a bunch of, like, the reports from the teams, they were saying, like, like AD and all the teammates were saying he looks really good in practice, and he's, like, fully there. Like, he was about to play tonight, but he sat out. But I think he's going to play um, against, I think they're face, facing the Rockets next. Okay. So he's probably definitely going to play in that game, which is probably a good game to come back in because that's a sorry team, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go that hard. Um, but I think that's it for the NBA talk. Anybody else want to add anything so we can uh, we can mention it, or should we keep it rolling to the NFTs? Let's do it. All right, let's get it. Um, so my man Saeed has two packs he wants to open. 
Sir. Um, so I guess how are we going to do it? Should he should he say the card or should he say the moment and then you try to pull it up or can you pull it up yourself? I can pull it up. Um, uh, yeah, it reveals the moment, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying like the value. My bad. The value. Oh, you're right. You're right. Let me pull I, that I want to mention right that. So what we'll do is before we pull up the actual value, we can all try to guess what is the value. You all down with that or not? Is that OD? Mark, uh, how's the market been? Because I haven't really been following like that. I know it was so, down for a while. It, it, I mean, it has been down compared to what it was before, but they're still doing like two to three million dollars a day. Damn. So even though like the boom before, like even though they're down like sixty to seventy percent from what they were doing like three four months ago, yeah, it's still like doing really well for like it's actually still one of the best NFTs right now. So um, so let's so, open the basic. We got. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and mention what kind of packs you got? So the first pack we're gonna open is a base set series two release three. It has three moments on it. I'm going to go ahead and open one of the moments. It's a common Luca. Hey, Luca Doncic. It's an assist uh, from January 20th, 2021 against uh, the Pacers. So we got Luca Doncic. Mm-hmm. You um, said January which 20th. January 20th. Against the Pacers. It's, a, it's an assist. Um, can you describe it to us? Can you can you tell us what's going on there? Yeah. Or do you want to you want to turn it over so we can ca- we can catch the moment? Go ahead. Uh, and I can I can describe it to the to the guys. So we got him. Oh my god! Just a wraparound pass to who, who does he who does he hit with that? Is that some Porzingis. Sabonis? Yeah, that's he, Porzingis. Yeah, but I'm saying he, who does he wrap around with that pass? He oh. throws a wraparound around. I think Demontis Sabonis, and he hits um he hits Porzingis right under the rim, wide open for a nice dunk. That's actually a great moment, and that's that's the uh, base set, right? Series yeah, two, base set, series two. Um, so you guys want to guess how much that's worth? I'm gonna go ahead right now and say fifteen dollars. All right, let's see. That's I'm gonna say that's gonna be nine dollars. The way the market's been going. It's Omar, are you hip set. to this, or do you want you want to get in on the action? Yeah, I'll jump in. I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go twelve dollars. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, the lowest ask, what it's going for, is ten dollars right now. Okay, so he said nine. He's the closest. All right, all right. I said fifteen. That was kind of size. I'm like, a lot. That was going to be worth more. Yeah. All right. Second. And how much did this pack cost you? My bad. Nine dollars. So you already made your money. Let's go. (laughs) All right. It's a. So we got Trey Burke Burke layup January ninth. January ninth. Yeah. I can't even see who he's going against just yet. I think the Mavericks. Is that the Mavs? Yeah, that's a mess. Yeah, versus Dallas. And yeah, this is yeah. the base set again, right? Yeah, base, base set, set yeah. series two. Um, play that for me one more time. So let me describe it to the listeners what we got going on in this one. So we got him uh, moving the ball up and just slashes to the bucket. Okay, just Man, right-handed finish. Yeah, turns the burners on. Um, Trey Burke, that's kind of what he does. S- scoops it right in with the right. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say that's worth $7. I was going to say 7 as well. All right. I'm going to change it then. I'm going to say six. Six? Oh, you're going to take it? You're going to go under? I'm going to go four bucks. Four uh, bucks. All right. Let's see. Let's see. So, lowest ask right now is five bucks. Hey. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Saeed and Omar both of you. And the next one? Last moment right here. It's a three pointer. So, we got uh, um, Gary, Gary Trent, Trent Jr. Jr. Okay. 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 Uh, he plays on. He plays, okay. On the Raptors? And this is still the why, base why set. Why am I tripping? Still base set. Yep. Oh, I think he got traded recently, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, that was April fifth, twenty twenty one. Let me see. Let me watch that again. My bad. I'm gonna describe it. Winner. Yeah, it looked like it because yeah. they they kind of jumped around him. Right, it was on the Wizards though. Oh, and a push off. Yeah, a little <laughs> little little bump. Yeah, that was the game winner. 
I remember this game. Yep. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, but crosses um half court bumps. I don't know who he bumped there. It looked like, kind of like a flop too, and then just, it did look puts like it up. Flop. Yeah, from that angle, it was a flop. Okay, I'm gonna say that one is worth eleven dollars. Damn, why are we? We're I'm gonna go twelve. I'm gonna go twelve. I'm going eleven. I'll go ten bucks. So Zabi was right on the money. It's twelve bucks. Yay, hey. hey, let's go. Right. Sorry, I saved that sounder for when I win. <laughs> <laughs> no, so this is the Throwdowns rare pack. So uh, we have a do we have a drum roll sounder yet or not? No. All right, we got to add that to the list. We got to get Khabib, Inshallah, <laughs> right? What, what, which one is that? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. One, one of the Khabibs. Even I don't want to hear yeah. you. I, talk about this shit. Yeah, right even now. I don't want to talk about this shit. We got a couple of Khabibs. And we got to get a drum roll. Yo, you got any suggestions for Sounders, bro? Uh, not right now. You caught me off guard. Huh? <laughs> like, like, yo, I'm, I'm going to just hit you with my favorite Sounder because we were talking about this earlier. Um, and I'm sure you've noticed you this a couple some of nice, times. like rapper sound bites in here. Yeah, yep. The young Jeezy in here. This is my favorite right here. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, but okay, go ahead, Say. Right. We got we got we got it ready. So this um, is the this is the closest thing I have to a drum roll. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say I'm I'm gonna go ahead and click this one. I guess. Two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Go ahead, bro. So this is a Throwdowns Series Two Rare Pack. All right. Six moments in it. Damn. Oh, and how much did you buy this pack for? One fifty. One hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Okay. All right, so we're going to open the first moment. Common. Common, okay. This would open up properly. Not the rapper. No, nah, not the rapper. <laughs> All right, so let's see what we got. We Clint got Capella. Clint Capella a block. Oh, Ooh. who did he block at the rim? It was a oop to Zion. Oh, oh Zion man. Block. I remember this one. Oh, nice. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. Okay, Clint Capella block, April tw- uh, April 6, 2021. It's a um, lob to Zion right at the rim. He catches him. Wow, that's nice. I'm going to say that that moment's going for, I'm going to say $50. I was going to say 30 All right. I was going to say 32 but now I'll do I'll, I'll do 40 All right, what do we got? $10 over here. Yeah, <laughs> $3. $3? Oh. Uh, $3? Yeah, $3. I'm no sorry, way. man. I just wasn't expecting it to be that low. <laughs> what? Yo, we <laughs> were all on. Uh, to purchase is a come up. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Cheap now, but, you know. Yeah, because that, that's going to go for bread. I mean, I think. Oh, Yo, right. I'm curious. Can we see what that went for previously? Uh, Let me check. Hold up. Hold I want to see up. what the trend was on that card while Saeed pulls up the next one. I, I pulled it up. And Uh-oh. Are you sized? Oh, this is for one day. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I just want. I just want. To, I'm curious to know what is, what's going on with the NFT market since, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks or let's say the last few months, because it's still very new. What uh, what's your serial number? On serial that number for oh, should we should we share that? That is, is it okay to share that? Yeah. Uh, twenty two thousand nine hundred. Twenty two thousand nine hundred. Because sometimes those serial numbers matter in terms of the pricing. Okay. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure. It looks like uh, like thirty days ago it was ranging around the twenty dollar price. And that's as far out as we can see. Yeah, but like the lower serial numbers, like nineteen thousand and seventeen thousand, they were going for like one dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars. Right. All right, so let, uh, y'all, y'all, got y'all excited on that side of the table? <laughs> what is going on? Let's see, let's see the next rare moment. All right, so I kind of trigger fingered. So it's Russell Westbrook. Uh, it's a, it's the rare moment. 
Oh, it's the rare moment. It's okay. The rare moment. And oh, this is the rare moment. This is the rare moment. All right. Uh, so this is what we buy these packs. Let's see it. It's a dunk. Oh my oh. god. Oh, that's so nasty. That's classic Westbrook. Oh. But this was recent. And he Dude, shakes the rim too. Yeah. I guess this was against the Hornets. It looks like. Oh no, that, that was against um yeah, Biombo. Yeah, um, the Hornets won that game, one fourteen to one hundred four. That was against Biombo. Um, specifically, and this is the throwdown, right? Yeah. Throwdown throw series down. two. Mm-hmm. All right, so we I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to um to my thirty dollar price point. Nah, this is the rare moment, so I'm gonna say one fifty. One fifty? It's like that. Rare moments like that. Can I get a redo? <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I'm at thirty still. Sorry, but do one twenty. All right. So you said one fifty. I said one fifty. All right. Is and, you found it for us? Um. Yeah. The circulation, just to confirm, is a uh, eighteen hundred on there, right? Yep. So the what is going for lowest ask is one hundred fifty eight dollars right now. Wow. My man said he paid for the whole pack with that joint right there. <laughs> yeah. So he got his money back with just that moment. I like it. I like it. All right. So this is the third one. Third moment. Common. All right. We got um. Drew Damn, Eubanks. That's a name I haven't Dunk. heard in a long time. It's a oop. Two-hander. I didn't even know Suns. he still played in the NBA. It's April 17th. Yeah, April 17th um, against uh, the Suns. Yeah, they won 111-85. to Okay. And this is this is not a, um, a rare a moment, common. right? Common? common. I'm going to say $3. $3? I'm going to give it $5. Two bucks. Oh, man. Zabby's right on the money is five bucks. Yeah. Sorry, I know I only play that when it's um, good That's money, more than the just, Clint Capella one. Size. I don't know. Which that. is crazy. I don't know how. Yeah. Clint Capella um, blocking Zion. Zion, yeah. Come on, bro. Fourth right here. But Omar made a great point. That might be a, a good pickup. Yeah. Clint Capella moment. All right, Nicholas. Oh, a, rookie, a rookie, right? Yeah, Nicholas Claxton dunk against um, the Knicks. It was a oop. By uh, who threw that up? Is that Harden? It's Harden. Harden. Yeah. Harden throws them to oop. Um, they won that game one seventeen to one twelve two. That was March fifteenth, twenty twenty one. I'm gonna give that moment seven dollars. I'll go eight, nine. All right, I'm pulling it up. Sorry. I, I don't know why I like to play this game so much. It's just a degenerate <laughs> gambler. I mean, this is the most I can get out of right now. So it I was uh, eight dollars. Eight. Wait. I said eight. Yeah, you, you said, said seven. Eight. I said eight. You, you said, said nine. nine. Wow. Said nine. All right, all right. We all, we, you and me were still close. <laughs> we were one away. Sight right on the money, okay? Um, all right. And how many more we got left? Two this more? This is five right here. And this is six. This is the one with six. And what's crazy is they just added those. Um, You see how you got the little yeah. sticker underneath it? Yeah, I was about to ask about that. Yeah, so that that's going to give it more value because it's kind of like a... um. Like in the sports car world, you kind of have like an insert mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like you have... um. Like the rookie cards, um, that's kind of like their emblem version of it. Um, so we got uh, a block by Seku Dumbaya, April 11th, 2021. Um, let's watch that one more time. April 21? Yeah. It was a block? Yeah. No, April 11th. April 11th, 2021. I'm sorry. You guys noticed the push-off. Look at this right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Extended the forearm. That's why, that's why the ball don't lie. Um, but this was against the Clips. The Clips won that one thirty-one to tw- uh, one twenty-four. Um, but that's still that's that's a, that's a good moment. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a solid three dollars. 
give that a solid five dollars. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna meet you on the middle. I'll do four bucks. <laughs> so you got it right on the money. Five bucks. Five dollars. All right, Saeed. I see you, bro. All right, last one. It is another common. I right. oh. Uh-oh. It's a common Uh-oh. with a O. Oh, LeBron James Dun- uh, block. Oh, is that? Oh, is that against oh Sexton? Uh, uh, get he that sent out of my it house. to the rafters. Yo, hold on a second. He sent that joint to the nosebleeds, bro. Yeah, and um, the Lakers won that game one fifteen to one hundred eight. LeBron James on. dunk January twenty fifth, twenty twenty one against Colin Sexton. Hold on, wow, hold that's on. nice. Let's that's see. against his old team too. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say that one right there is. Eleven dollars. What's, what's the date on that again? It is January twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. I'm gonna say, I'll go up. What did you say? Eleven. I'm gonna go about seventeen. Seventeen. And that's the base set, right? No, this is the rare pack. Throwdowns. But the, uh, that card oh, is yeah, the yeah, base it's a, it's set, right? A base set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Omar, what do you think? I said eleven. He said seventeen. It's a trick question. I'm gonna go seven bucks. Seven bucks. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like where you're going with that. We got $35. Whoa. Okay. In my heart, I was like 25, and I was like, no, nah, I'm just playing myself. All right. But nah, you know what? Up, that bro. card, I that's would hold money. on to it. Yeah, I'm holding. That LeBron is definitely. I, Westbrook, I would personally sell, but LeBron, I'm holding. Yeah. All right. Um, Do you want to get into the cards, or should we save that? We're a little over two hours already. I just froze. Um, <laughs> I glitched out. Uh, we could do next podcast. It's okay. It's not urgent. All right. No problem. No problem. So um, I guess with that being said, we could just get right into the outro then, right? Yes, sir. Do, do you guys have anything you want to add about NFTs? Um, Omar, I know this is a little bit new to you. Um, I mean, you know, have the, you been staying business, in touch the with it? The businessman in me has been looking into it. Uh, I love that. I was so confused at first, but uh, I read somewhere or someone was saying, if you're if you're confused with the concept, the good way to think about it is, uh, well, it's obviously kind of like similar with like crypto and all that. And it's, uh, you know, you own that clip, right? Yeah. So like, people have copies of the Mona Lisa, and they can put that in their house, but you know that's not the, the real Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Right? I see what you're saying. So, you know, with that, it's like you know, you know who owns. That Mona Lisa, if that makes sense, you know. So yeah, that's how I grasp the concept with it. But I, I mean, like that because a lot of people have been asking us, and I don't really know how to explain that. Um, but that was a good that was a good way to put it. Yeah, and yeah. and then um, what I just learned, like in the art world, kind of like how the NFTs do the art world, they actually give you like a, give a, you a number. issue number, yeah. yeah. And there's like an actual certificate they put on like the back of the paintings. That lets you know, like, all right, this was officially issued by the artist. This is their signature here. And it's kind of the same thing with the uh, NBA Top Shot, but it's with the NFTs. Um, one thing I'll quickly, quickly cover, like, in our last, like, one minute here uh, in the sports right, car ahead, market. Get, let's get it, bro. Start pod. Nobody, nobody's timing us. Um, You're right. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes card I was um, talking about. You know, it was, um, I think it was around 1100 last time I talked about it. It's actually the 2017 Patrick Mahomes Panini Don Russ Optic Card number 177 PSA 10. It was around 1100. Um, right now, that card is going for 1800 with the latest comps on eBay. Mm. So, um, yeah, so if you if you cop that card when I talked about it, there's some listings that went for 1900. Wow. So if you cop that card when I talked about it, you made a pretty profit. Um, I predict that this card is going to continue to go up. So if you if you cop that card and you're still holding on to it, if anybody got that bread, then um, 
Yeah, man, you're probably going to make a really good penny. I think this is a car that you buy and you just hold until five years from now because this might be worth five figures, you know. Man, that's amazing, bro. That's a sick cop. If it's worth five figures, then we might have to look into that, Saeed. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, me and Saeed also got into the sports cards. Yeah. I actually want to do um one, one time on one of our one of our later episodes, we'll go over the cards that we got again and just kind of go over the values. The values. Yeah, yeah. compared yeah, we to could where, do it was, where it was our last One thing time. that I've learned now, though, um, is that the best cards now, even though they're pricier, is the ones that are serial that have a serial number and are mm. more rare. That's a gem. Yeah. So even though you're gonna pay more for it, um, at the end of the day, it's gonna appreciate in the long run because it's more rare. You're not gonna see as many listings, and uh, you can eventually dictate the price because there's not gonna be any other listings. So you kind of dictate the price. You know, six months from now, twelve months from now. So yeah. All right. Um. I guess with that being said, we can keep we can keep it rolling. Okay, everybody, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Real quick, if you're listening to this pod, just go ahead and pause it for one quick second. Or if you can just screenshot it, put it on your social media, share it with your friends and family. Um, wherever you're listening, go ahead and uh, subscribe to it, rate and review. Um, let us know what you guys think. Of course, if you want to um, ever contribute to the show, I keep saying it, go ahead and hit us up. Um, Instagram at Film Room Files, Twitter at Film Room Files, or you can email us, filmroomfiles at gmail.com. Um, with a, a little voice memo, and we can play it on the show. Um, I appreciate you stopping by, Omar. Can we do yeah, another round of Yeah, thank you so much Omar? for uh, joining us. Yeah, man, we've been discussing this for a while. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy we finally made it happen. Pleasure. And Pleasure. thank you for sharing your story too, man. Of course, man. Yeah, course, absolutely. Man. That was some great insight, bro. Yeah, anytime, man. Anybody you want to shout out one more time, bro? Anything you want to add before we um, sign off? Yeah, I want to. I just want to shout out my team at the basement. Shout out my team at Juice. Yeah. Uh, shout out. To my guys here, you guys are great. You know, Thank long-time you. friends. Uh, this won't be my last time here, so hey. yes, you're, you're definitely welcome to to more shows. Whenever you want to jump in, or if there's something you're driving, you're listening, you wanna you wanna um you wanna chime in on or whatever, you can hit us up and we can discuss it yeah, on the next sure. one or whatever. I'll, I'll watch. Uh, uh, what's what's that show? Uh, the British Gangster Show. Oh yeah, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. I'll, I'll Blinders. start that tonight and get back on here. Let you now know. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing, <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, and man. you officially the uh, first friend of the show. Yeah, absolutely, the first friend of the show that came on. No, actually, you know what? We did have um, Yasin. Oh, we Yasin. And we interviewed. We did a um, an episode with Amin. I feel like in studio. Yeah, I remember. Oh, that. Okay, but but you know okay. what? I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. I love you guys, but y'all don't listen to this pod. <laughs> I, know, I know y'all not listening right now. Uh, my man Omar tunes in. He's a, he's a, um, you know he's definitely somebody that I'm excited that that came through. Again, we've been we've been trying this for a while. Also, um, Faisal hit me up. He wants to come on, so we got to do we got to schedule something. Oh with yeah. Faisal. So you know he's the basketball aficionado. Called Luka Doncic before. Yeah, and, and I got to know who he was. Yeah, um, absolutely, bro. He got the crystal ball, bro. I'm telling you, he's, <laughs> he's sending me people, bro. I'm telling you, and I'm like, who is this? Nobody and he'd be like, yeah, watch out, your next scout, you know. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, I swear. Um, but I, I'm excited for, for future shows too because we do have something exciting planned out for you guys. Appreciate y'all listening. Um, and then until next time, man, we love y'all. We out. Peace.